Welcome back to How Good Was It? Where we review the movies of our past. You know this by now, but I'm going to keep repeating it every single episode. Because it's important that you, the listener, know why we're here and how we're doing it. Each week, we dig up a movie from one of the three members of this show. We pick a movie. We... What do we do, guys? Um, you, I think we so, talk about it and uh, yeah. then we watch it and then we talk about it again. Is, is that it? Something it's like that. Repeat. I'll take it. Hello, Scott. Hey, what's happening, Jim? And what is up, Dana? Yeah. Oh my God, that was terrible. I have no idea what, what Dana just said. I don't know. I don't Rachel. know if we lost him. Or Rachel. Oh, Batman. Uh... <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> You want to you want to do one more take on that, Dana? You want to try one more time? <laughs> is it the wrong Batman? Is that what you're trying to say? I, I don't I don't understand. I'm not sure. It I'm is, not sure it what is. you're doing. <laughs> it is the wrong is that, is, it's I the Batman I know. I'm, am I just younger than you? Yes. Oh. Damn your soul. You, <laughs> you must you. keep reminding us of that shit that you are uh, substantially. So younger. yeah, Dana, when you think of a uh, Batman, oh by the way, we're doing Batman Returns from the sewers of Gotham. A new villain emerges. From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. I am Catwoman. Hear me roar. Yeah. who can save this city is a creature of the night. Hey, stud. I thought we had something together. We do. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to give our audience a little reminder of what we do here at How Good Was It? Each episode is broken up into two halves. The first half is all about our recollection from memory of the movie. We then pause, we watch the movie, and we come back to go over how much we got wrong, how much we got right, and most importantly, does the movie still hold up? Is it as good or as bad as we remember it to be? With that, let's get into this week's movie. So Dana, when you think of Batman, who is your Batman? Because I think June and I have the same answer. Who's your Batman? What do you mean? You know who's my Batman? The, the Bro, British Batman? He's not, a, he's not American. Wait, he can't. Come Rachel. on. I love it. <laughs> okay. I, no, I, 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 that's, from, that's from Neighbors, which is one of my favorite movies, because they asked that question to you. Yes. But my Batman, it was the Batman I grew up with. It, it's, I, it's the star of this show. It's going to be Michael Keaton. Oh, I, I okay. Love, All right. I, I thought I you were doing Christian Bear. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I did it because they, it literally was for that question. In Neighbors, yes. they asked that exact question, who's your Batman? Oh, really? He goes, <laughs> yeah, he goes, my Batman. <laughs> and he starts growing this through this impression. Well, mine's Robert yeah. Patterson, but you know, I just, just, oh, you know, yeah. I was going to say the podcast. The I was going to say Ben Affleck. 
Yeah, the <laughs> or bat, bat okay. Affleck as as they or George Clooney with the nipples. I mean, ah, that, there, that could, that's the, that, that's a this, pretty good one too. This podcast it, is getting out of control. Gross. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> as we as Scott mentioned, we are digging in, rolling along with our Tim Burton month, and as a result, we are covering Batman Returns, which is the sequel to Batman, or what is lovingly referred to now as Batman '89. Just yes. to differentiate from the uh, Christopher Nolan trilogy, just to make us happen. feel old. Yes, <laughs> to make us feel old. And we've had about ten different Batman since then. But this was, well, I wouldn't say the first. There wasn't at a movie with Adam West back in the sixties, mm-hmm. but uh, based on the series, uh, Full on Camp, which is another version of Batman that I love, but it was a very different tone. This is Batman Returns, the second. In yes. the franchise that started in the late 80s with Tim Burton, Michael Keaton. And in this one, though, we do have, who do we have? We have Michelle Pfeiffer. I Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer's Catwoman, Jane DeVito's The Penguin. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so been, uh-huh. you chose watching. this movie, June. Why would you choose this instead of the first Batman? I want to hear some logic behind this. I want to, I want to see what June was thinking. Well, I'm inclined to say that this was probably really your choice, Scott. No, 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 Then you talk me into it. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Okay, if 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 you must, no. Um, I think what it is is uh, one. Everyone's reviewed Batman, right? Everyone's. It's it's the one that you would expect us to do. Mm -hmm. I find the history and the story behind Batman Returns, which is part two in the franchise, a lot more interesting because the backstory. There's a lot going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes in the making of this movie. I know more, how I recall more about the story behind making the movie than the movie itself. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, a real super fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I know a few of that stuff too, as well. I think I'm, uh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you of do. Course, of course. You are the wizard of details of movie history. But yeah, from uh, well, since we brought it up, let, let's just get into it. Um, this is the sequel to Batman or Batman 89, if you want to mm-hmm. call it. And in the first one, it was a huge, huge blockbuster. Yeah. Okay. I remember um, there was a mania about this movie. It was so hyped with the first Batman movie. I, I remember clear as day. Uh, I was a teenager. I remember watching the first glimpse of the trailer on MTV, because it was a big deal that there was a Batman movie. No Mm -hmm. one knew what to expect. No one knew what take on Batman it was going to be. I remember having discussions and everybody, me being the block comic book geek, everyone would come to me. What do you think about this Batman movie? And uh, by then they had casted uh, Michael Keaton as the lead role of Batman. Which people were freaking out about. I think people were freaking out that it was Tim Burton and Michael Keaton too doing Mm -hmm. this, that... Like they were going to ruin Batman by having a comic actor and Michael Keaton play Batman, who's not a a big gentleman. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. not you know an imposing imposing guy. And Tim Burton's a weirdo, so people <laughs> people were were really worried about this film. Oh yeah, I remember having debates with my friends that were like, Michael Keaton, what are they doing? Like, what are they thinking? But I was curious, and not only that, uh, before that, you know, Michael Keaton had done. A movie and it was i don't know if it was his only dramatic role by then uh-huh. i i i believe it was called clean and sober oh yeah i remember that movie yeah and he was very good 
I remember yeah. it was very it didn't it wasn't a huge blockbuster no. or anything, but it was very critically acclaimed for people because it was critically acclaimed because people were very surprised this this uh, actor that they viewed from comedy roles. Yeah. And suddenly he did this dramatic role and he was actually quite good. And mm -hmm. I had did watch this movie and I enjoyed this movie. And so I would bring it up anytime my friends would would uh, try to debate me on the casting. You'd be like, yeah, well, Michael Keaton played a drunk in a movie. Yeah, so he, he, <laughs> exactly. he can handle Batman. Yeah. Well, he also he had just did Beetlejuice before. Beetlejuice was a year before this movie came out, before 89. Yes. Batman 89 came out, which is a 100% different character than Batman could ever oh, have yeah. been. And, and he, he was really known <laughs> for like being kind of the crazy... Not rom-com, but like, you know, comedy films of the 80s. You know, he did uh, Mr. Mom and he did Gung Ho yeah. and he did uh, Night Shift. And, oh, you know, wow. he, I forgot he, about that one. Yeah, he uh, he was a big time comedy actor at this. And make, doing Beetlejuice was a thing people thought would be a little weird for him. But he, he nailed that. And yes. it was just like, I think people were worried about Michael Keaton doing this, this film. I was a huge Michael Keaton fan, so I was excited. I may not have thought he could pull up Batman, but I was excited to see him in, a, in another movie. I was definitely curious. You know, um, again, the, the hype around the first Batman movie was incredible. By the time the movie came out, it, it was at, at its peak. You know, yeah. the frenzy for this movie. I went to watch this movie and there was a line around the block. Wow. One of the things, and this has nothing to do with the movie. But I have to mention, because I think you guys would appreciate. Though so Dana might not know who this person is. I went to see Go this on, movie. Grandpa. Yes, exactly. Some boomer shit. There's some boomer shit coming. I, I got a, I got a boomer story for this, too. But go ahead, go ahead, Jim. Okay. But I think you'll appreciate this one, Scott. So, <laughs> so I'm online. We're online, my brother and I. And this is one of the few times I got to hang out with my brother, you know. But my brother took me to see this movie in his local theater, which was in uh, Upper West Side of Manhattan. And we're in line and we get and the theater's packed and he was ready to. But there's a, a couple or what I think is a couple sitting in front of me. And who is it? And my brother, my, I was like, by that. OK, I, I have to do a little bit of history. This is again, this is the 80s. So, I mean, movies were still what VHS, right? I think was still the format of the day uh, when this movie came out. So my introduction to porn was through VHS. Okay, so Scott has a big smile on his face because he's like, "All right." So sitting in front of us was a very famous porn actress, Heather Hunter. Heather, I know Heather. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. never heard of her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Scott. You saved yourself oh, with that one. That yes, awesome. and, and me and my brother were so excited. My brother especially, because he was actually a fan. He was like, hey, man, that's Heather Hunter. And it was Heather Hunter. But anyway, that's my <laughs> Batman. Wow. That was a different experience than my... Uh, I was hoping <laughs> okay, that would be my experience. That would be a lot more childhood-like, but uh, yes. I see that it <laughs> not. <laughs> I went on my first... My first official date to go see this movie. Oh, I, uh, There was a young lady who I liked. Uh, I think we were... Pretty sure we were the same grade, but uh, neither of us drove. I didn't. I didn't have a car yet, and so my stepfather drove us to the theater to go see Batman '89 uh, in his Cutlass Supreme. 
And uh, yeah, she chauffeured, we chauffeured us to the theater. I don't know why I didn't tell her, just meet me at the mall. We'll go see the movie. I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's a date. I gotta, we gotta pick you up. So me and my stepfather will come get you. And yeah, that was the only date I had with her. So that was, uh, she must have been very impressed by my stepfather picking me up and and, and bringing and bringing us to the theater. She, yeah. So how, that was did it. Day, how did your date go? He took me to see Batman. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Man, but was great. We, that was a major digression because this yes. episode is about the sequel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when did the sequel come out? I guess. Now I'm trying to think. Two, I think. Oh, really? Is it, is it worth it? Okay. I was curious. Yeah, because, yeah 89. We, yeah, we know because we've done the timeline so much for these movies because he did, uh, he did first Batman, then he did Edward Scissorhands, and then. Was it something in ninety one? I think there was some. I think maybe Nightmare Before Christmas was ninety one. Was that about right? Yeah, no, I think that we was determined. It was like ninety. Was it? Was that ninety three? Yeah, maybe that was ninety. It was. For, it was further. Yeah, it was further down. It was there like, was something in between the the two of them, yeah. and then yeah, ninety two is Batman. Batman Returns. Well, as you know, listeners, we are not known for our research on this. Yes. Show, so. Yes. <laughs> so that's part of. We'll our, we're not known for our memory. We 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 have we've said these facts many many times this month, and we just forgot. This is true. Thank you for that correction, Scott. That is very true. Um, but so yeah, good. back to Batman Return. So I mean, the first movie was a mega success. Yes. Um, and of course, they're gonna ask Tim Burton to do another one, and why wouldn't they? Um, this was Warner Brothers. They were like very. Uh, they had a huge boner for Tim Burton to do another one. I don't know why I used that term, but it seemed appropriate <laughs> for some reason. Oh, is he um, still thinking about Heather Hunter? The Heather Hunter memory just won't leave. Anyway, um, so uh, back to the cast. We Yeah, we have Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito sorry. But we also have from what I recall, I think Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, yes. he plays the weirdo. He plays yeah. the weirdo. What is his character's name? Max something. Max Shrek. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I was like, I can't remember his name, but he was he was basically the one who made uh, Penguin that much more evil. But he what, was he like the mayor? Actually, I don't recall. He was, he, he was very powerful. Some, yeah, some powerful yeah. person. And he, yeah. I remember he had like a dumb jock son. That uh, that was like his like little is some some big dummy that was his son. Oh. Um, well, since we're on the subject, yeah, let's let's try. What do we co- recall from the actual plot of this movie? Man, I don't I don't know. I'm I mixed sure. up with eighty nine. I I don't know what the penguin's trying to do. I think he's trying to make the Gotham like frozen like a penguin yeah. kind of house some, some <laughs> stupid shit like that i well, don't know well, well, well no he so he's a mutant like he's basically like a mutant oh, they, they the make game devita disgusting this they make him oh, like half yeah. monster the, half yeah. person oswald yes. cobblepot as as yes. all us nerds know sure. but um but but yeah so he basically is uh we find him um or at least uh Christopher Walken's character finds him, and but he's actually uh, the the Cobblepots actually have money, and he's best he's basically an heir. I want to say to to the fortune of that. So that's that's kind of Penguin's origin on this is that mm-hmm. uh, you know he's a, he's a good guy, or at least he's a misguided guy who gets tricked into high society, basically. And so you know Christopher Walken's character is essentially using him. Um, I know throughout the plot, like eventually it gets to a point where 
they decide to have uh, um, Oswald Cobblepot run for mayor. I mean, that's how, you know, that's how much they keep pumping the penguin mm-hmm. up, you know, into these different things. But, but yeah, they make it, you know, it, it's so zany. They make it as if he was raised by penguins. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and obviously sure later we see like lives the, in a the sewer. Penguin yeah, mm-hmm. it has the giant the giant duck, I think, is in this one. Yes. If I yes. remember correctly. <laughs> I yeah. So that. I mean it was all types of stuff. But I think kind of even on the side, because uh Christopher Walken's assistant is Selena Kyle in yes. this. Uh, so I for most of us Batman nerds, like like her origin story is that she was always just a, a cat burglar. So she was just like a cat burglar who was just yes. highly trained. But in this mm-hmm. one, it was more of oh. Like she gets killed and choked by uh, by Christopher Walken's character, mm-hmm. and then she she dies. She has all these cats, but all these cats find her and basically they, they start lick licking her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically lick her, and now all of a sudden she has nine lives. Yeah, and it she's like quite clumsy, odd. and she's like yeah. Uh, yeah Michelle Pfeiffer is oh. playing her as this nerdy, clumsy, bookish girl, and then she yes. dies, and then she's reborn as uh, Catwoman, and she's sexy now and she's and yes i i always remember the costume just like lisa marie's costume i'm pretty sure she was sewn into that costume for her to get into that costume because yeah it is skin tight from what i recall reading at the time yeah it was like she could only be in the costume for so long it was hard to breathe yeah it was literally hard to breathe she could barely breathe in that thing much less move and I remember watching the movie. I mean, and I was like, "Whoa, she really handled it well." She does a great job in this film, if I remember right. She's really good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she really uh, captured the spirit of the character quite well. I think Um, I referenced the the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. in this movie, and there's a reason why. Um, And this stuff that I found out after the fact, much later. um, You know, back then the internet wasn't as big a thing, if it was a thing at all. I think. So you couldn't really just dive in and look up stuff behind the scenes unless you were reading it from a a magazine article or watching a show based on it. But I found out much later the shit fest that that Tim Burton went through with this movie, with Mm. the movie studio Warner Brothers. So with the success of the first movie in this franchise, there was a merchandising blitz. People could not of get course. enough Batman. Oh yeah, ba- Batman logo Batman. everywhere. Like shirt, it was a oh, popular shirt huge. to wear. with a Batman logo shirt. Everybody had that black T-shirt with the yellow symbol mm-hmm. everywhere. You saw it everywhere, all over the country. And so they sold a lot of merch, including action figures, clothing, bet, bet you name it. There was bat crap everywhere. So of course, Warner Brothers expected the same from the second movie, the sequel. And what they didn't take into account was that Tim Burton is a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> and he's going to make the Penguin insane and make yeah. the movie insane. For the hired Tim Burton, this week, yeah. Can't, can't buy a toy like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys, you guys, I was about to make that reference. You guys touched on the main reason. So Tim Burton did not come back to do the third one as expected. And there's a reason mm-hmm. why. Um, For the second movie, Warner Brothers, of course, went for the cash grab and they started doing all these merchandising tie-ins. And one of them, I believe, was with uh, McDonald's. It was with McDonald's. I remember. And they had, you know, the very popular Happy Meals, which I think exists to this day. Of course. And and they used to come with a, you know, with the usual kids meal, but that you would get some toy inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
when Warner Brothers saw <laughs> what Tim Burton had done. You had the penguin vomiting black squidding uh-huh. and murdering people. And I mean, this was a vile, this, this was a disgusting character. He yes. he put, he made the penguin extra twisted. Now, let me, it, it actually isn't too far from the comic book version of the penguin. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, by the sixties, Batman and his roster of villains or what have you, it was kind of a joke. It was based in that sixties uh, uh, TV series that was all camp. But by the time they got to the Batman movies of the 80s and beyond, uh, that, that, that Dark Knight element was brought back sure. to Batman. And so they had started to make the Penguin kind of twisted. But Tim Burton went fucking extra. I mean, even when I was watching this, and I love the movie, as I recall. I hope I still do. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. a lot of it, as I don't remember anything usually. But I think I do remember enjoying it immensely because it still carried on tim burton's vision of batman and his world i love tim burton's version of gotham city i still think it's the best depiction of yeah. gotham city in film still to this day he he went all goth and like it, it, the architecture everything about batmobiles it. i think cooler too i like the batmobile yeah it was crazy well. it looked even crazier than in the first movie the one mm-hmm. in this film but yeah, so so going back to what happened with Tim Burton and, and Warner Brothers and why he didn't come back for the third installment of this franchise, he just had enough. They gave him so much shit about his yeah. twisted vision for the sequel that he was like, I'm out. I mean, by then he was such a big name. He could write his own ticket in Hollywood. He could go to any studio. And I don't know what he did after this, but he just became even more successful. But yeah, that's my... <laughs> yeah that's what i remember the well, most about and michael keaton didn't want to come do this movie as well yeah he didn't really make a lot of money on the first batman movie oh, and he wasn't really keen on coming back to play the character and they he basically said you're gonna have to pay me a ton of money and i'll come back and i think he even had stipulations of how much he could be on the screen in this movie too he oh, really, really didn't want to do it so he got paid a lot of money and got whatever he wanted because they were desperate to get him back he had them Mm-hmm. Over over a barrel, uh, I guess they, they soon realized, well, we could just switch Batman every few years. And then he wasn't going to, same yeah. thing, if Tim Burton wasn't coming back, he wasn't going to come back for a third film either. And so, he did yeah. it. He, he did, it. did yeah. it. Once Tim Burton was out, he was out. Yeah, um, but he got paid. Yeah, oh yeah, he made a killing off of that sequel in mm-hmm. particular. And plus, I think, I'm pretty sure Keaton probably got a cut of, of the merchandising. Now, if um, he did, then he got, <laughs> he, he's yeah. very rich then. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I kind of you know you said uh, he didn't want to come back for Batman Returns, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, the only guess I can make as to why is um, he probably had a, a a fear of maybe being typecast. Yeah, maybe. You know, because I mean, the dollar signs and you know it was it was a big huge money maker for the studio and it was. brought so much attention that uh he did a lot of roles after that i think yeah right? now uh he he kind of he kind of pretty went quiet after that. i saw an interview oh, with yeah. him where he he was basically like you know it came down to he made enough money in his career and he wanted to him it was more important to spend time with his family than oh, than, wow. than to act you know he he you know he's notorious for turning down a lot of roles just for nah he'd rather spend time with his family watch his kids grow up and that's why you didn't see him in much for a lot of the the you know mid to late nineties and, and early two thousands. He's just 
staying at home with his kids. Mm, interesting. I had no idea. We can't, can't fault him for that, man. You know, God knows if I made that much money, I wouldn't do shit. Um, but yeah, so uh, obviously we don't remember too much of the plot beyond that, though. I think no, not really, not really. Not it saves the day. That, that's what we end up knowing. It's that, yeah. yeah. I, I I basically remember I I remember how Catwoman dies and how she dies. Max in it? dies. Wow, yeah, so yeah, dying. her last death because basically he shoots her and then she puts like I think like a stun gun in her mouth and then gives him a kiss. And basically uh, executes him. And yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it, like you said, like the more you said, I was like, man, I loved this movie growing up, but it probably was a lot more darker than what I realized. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it was pretty twisted from what I recall. And and speaking of Catwoman, so but but at the end, was it a, she was still alive though? Wasn't like the closing scene was her standing on top of a building or something. We catch her in silhouette, maybe. I don't know. Is that, is that, one, of the, is that one of the Nolan but, ones? I, I want to say that's uh, the Nolan one with uh, Anne Hathaway. I, I have no idea. Okay, well, 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 the, the Nolan I'm, I'm... one, it's, it's way different. But yeah, I, I don't think that happens in that on the Nolan one. But she does survive. But Batman and her survive after mm -hmm. the nuke, supposedly. But uh, yeah. And and this one, like, I, I'm pretty confident that... Uh, Christopher Walken character is just like, how are you still alive? Shoots her, shoots her. And she does mm. this really kind of dramatic, like six lives, five lives. Oh, four really? Lives. I don't, I do not <laughs> then, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I guess I say that in saying that, like, I think this was my first Batman movie. I, I know that I eventually watched the first one, but mm. I think for me growing up, this was my first one. Oh. Um, and I, I just remember being a really big, big, big fan of this one. And, and I mean, I, I can't wait to kind of look up some more stuff, but especially as you go through the toy part of this, um, yeah. because when I think about Happy Meals, because you guys know how the Happy Meals used to come in a bucket. Well, in my mm -hmm. generation, the Happy Meal came in a bucket. Mm -hmm. And when you say toys, Jude, like, I think they went completely a whole different direction. Um, like the front, they basically dressed up the fry guy and Grimace <laughs> and, they kind of like put stuff on them nice. instead of trying to emulate. Because back in the day, what they used to do was, like you said, they whatever character, they would just emulate that character. But mm -hmm. I think this was like, they're like, okay, we got to find a way to sell this shit and sell these Happy Meals. <laughs> and so like, you know, you threw something on the fry guy or you threw oh, something Oh, that'd be on great Grimace. if Grimace had like yeah. the, the squid ink coming out of his mouth and he was holding <laughs> that would be That would be a great tie-in. That is <laughs> wild. I, I, I mean, I can't believe, I, I was like, I was really sitting here just like, man, Jude, I think as you say this, I'm really thinking my childhood. I I, I think you're fucking spot on. Like people that, of pretty... McDonald's, if you are listening, yeah. I would give my right nut for what Scott just described. <laughs> a grimace that vomits black stuff. <laughs> yes. uh -huh. I'm all in. I am all in for oh. that. There is still time we can still do this. You could sex yeah. up the hamburger like a Catwoman. You could put him in the same <laughs> outfit as Catwoman. That would be amazing. Some, <laughs> some, some leather, <laughs> yeah, okay. Just patterns. So there's costume. one scene you guys are going to have to look up after you watch the movie. I, it came out, I, I started seeing make rounds on the internet about maybe about five, six years ago. There's a scene in the movie where Michelle Pfeiffer has a whip and she's, you know, talking to whoever and she takes a whip and she whips and she hits these mannequin heads and there's like four or five of yeah. them. And she whips each one 
whack, 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 knocks off the head of the mannequins. Mm-hmm. Well, she did that in her first take, all in one take. And then they have they have it on screen. They have it uh, you know, that someone else was shooting it from the side. So you see the behind scenes of it, and the crew just flips out. And even one of the actors in the scene, he almost ruined the scene. They end up using it, but if you watch the scene, one of the actors is has like a happy, like big smile on his face, like freaking out. So <laughs> being terrorized. And- yes. And they, they still used it, but uh, yeah, it's an That's amazing awesome. take. You got to see the behind footage. I mean, oh. it is crazy. Oh, I'm most definitely going to look that up. That sounds amazing. Holy shit, Michelle Pfeiffer, a woman of many talents. She, she, mm-hmm. she was awesome. Speaking of which, uh, the Catwoman character, from what, from what I understand, um, Warner Brothers' intention, and even Tim Burton's, was to do... The character was very popular after that movie everyone oh, yeah. loved michelle pfeiffer's version and what she did with her rendition of the character and so they were going to give her uh, her own side movie but after tim burton yeah. dropped out that was killed and they brought back the idea and did that really shitty that's how that came about but anyway beginning but, of the end, uh, that was terrible <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into that that's a whole nother yeah. fest man is there anything we else that we want to go over as far as uh batman returns no i, I, I think i'm gonna watch both I'm, of them i, yeah. I want to take them in i want to i want to do one and two together you know i've never done that and i can't believe that i haven't i think i'm gonna try to do the same one and two i am not gonna go past that because then we get into some really shitty territory with a Val Kilmer's rendition and then followed by George Clooney. That's yeah, Kilmer's is definitely together. better than 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 the George Clooney one. Anything if I remember is right. better. Mr. Mr. I, Freeze and Poison Ivy over uh, Riddler uh, and Two-Face? Let, is that what you're trying to say? Please, yes. have mercy on my soul. Let's not go into that. I mean, Otto Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze? Mr. <laughs> Freeze, right. <laughs> Come yes. on, man. Well, if we're have gonna... an ice day? come on oh man you gave me a feeling of dread right now Dana just reciting those uh, bad Arnold lines from uh... yeah we should have ended this way Uh, (laughs) let's go watch this movie let's go watch Batman Returns audience thank you for joining us please join us for the second half of our Batman Returns retro review as always like follow and please subscribe we can always use more subscribers spread the love and joy of how good was it and that's about it let's go watch batman returns say bye guys see ya it's david donalds sit tight we'll be right back with how good was it do you have memories about this week's film that you'd like to share with us hit us up at How Good Was It Pod for X, formerly known as Twitter, at HGWI Pod. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you'll find video promos for each and every episode. Welcome back to How Good Was It, where we review the films of our past to see how they still hold up in our modern times. That's what this show is all about. Now, before I introduce my co-host in crime, I'm going to do something that I've been sorely lacking in doing and I never do. This being part two to one of our episodes. And usually it's this that ends up on YouTube. I'd like to send a message out to our YouTube listeners. 
our subscribers ugh, our subscriber base seems to be growing which we're very thankful for for thank you for watching and subscribing but i do want to make one thing clear this is but a snippet a small morsel of an entire episode what you see on youtube is actually a short preview of a full length audio podcast and so when you hear us say things such as we discussed this or that in the first half that means there is a first half to the episode and the only way to get that first half is by tuning in to our full length audio podcast you can find that podcast on our rss feed as well as on your favorite streaming platform google podcast and all the rest of that good stuff so please tune in subscribe and enjoy i think you'll get a kick out of hearing our memories or lack of memory <laughs> which is what the first half to these episodes are all about and what you're seeing now is the second half after we've watched the movie and we're ready to discuss what we got right wrong and everything else in between so do yourself a favor if you haven't checked us out yet log on to your favorite streaming platform and get the full shebang that being said and out of the way hello scott hey welcome back june june i, I like how when you threw out uh, our podcast service you used google Podcasts as an example the the podcast you're just telling us is that is going away yes that, that, that will not be a podcasting network you know there's things like apple Podcasts, spotify but, you know, whatever, Google's fine. <laughs> no, Google's fine. I'm going to go with the loser of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, one, the one that will soon be gone. Find us there. <laughs> yes, that is how my mind works, folks. Um, It's been that kind of day. Hello, Dana. Hola, June. You soy Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Mexican Batman. I love it. Yes, this is the second half to our Batman Returns retro review, which is a part of our Tim Burton month. We've been going full blast on Tim Burton stuff all month. So check us out. If you're a Tim Burton fan, you must tune in to our Tim Burton month. Check out all the episodes going down and see what we think. And if you're inclined to do so, please leave comments. What do these Tim Burton films mean to you? Do you like, do you love? Share with us your faves, if you will. But let's get into Batman Returns, because we have watched this movie. And I think we have a lot of shit to say about this movie. Oh, yeah. Maybe good, maybe bad. You'll find out. But stay tuned, and we'll get there. But let's go, man. Facts, figures, and observations about Tim oh. Burton's Batman Returns. What do you guys got for us? Well, I mean, this is a big hit, right? You know, this movie, when it came out, it's opening weekend... It did like 43-something million dollars. And it, at that time, it was the highest-grossing opening weekend uh, ever. I believe you know, it. it. Yeah. You know, its overall gross was only, I want to say, like $190 million, But this is also 1992. So that that's still that's a huge hit. You know, yeah, you, did, said, um, you said what, $190 million? $162 million in the U.S. and Canada. Worldwide, it was $267 million. That's so, my I cue mean, to raise the volume on my headphones because I'm getting everything wrong. I usually do anyway, but more so <laughs> than usual so far. Um, so yeah, it was what was it made for, Scott? <laughs> it was made for $80 million. 
That's not bad. Oh, shit. That's okay. Bad. I mean, you you know, it looks right. like it. it. The movie still looks good. I you know it, it does. Tim, Tim Burton spent the money well. I, Michael Keaton did make eleven million dollars for this movie, so so some of that went to Michael Keaton. Wow. Well, I mean, from what you said in the first half, I think it took some convincing to get him to come back. Yeah, it did. You know, he was he was actually going to do a third one until Tim Burton decided to drop out. And then he met with Joe Schumacher and did not like what Joel Schumacher had had to offer, which makes sense. And yeah. uh, he was out. That's, that's when Val Kilmer comes in. Yeah, I don't think a lot, I think we can agree most people didn't like I, well to be fair i mean those movies still did very well at the box office obviously the batman yeah. thing was still going strong and i think those films do have their fans probably not as many as the tim burton ones but nonetheless i mean but let's go ahead with batman yeah. returns dana if i may ask so you mentioned in the last or in the first half of this episode better said this is your first exposure to any of these batman movies right was it this no. one or or was it the first one? I mean, these are the ones I mean, he likes. <laughs> okay, well, what I mean was these. This is your Batman, isn't it? Like, you, oh, you that's what really this. Is. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I, I'm all about the Christian Bale one, but yeah, this guy, this is still my Batman's. I, I think uh, what I said in the first one that Batman Returns may have been the first one that I truly saw. I I've seen them all, but I'm pretty sure I saw this one before I saw um jack nicholson's joker um and michael keaton in the first one so i mean this was my original batman of just when i think of batman this is what i think of um before i start thinking of some of the other ones so this one is uh yeah this this was a great one in, in my in my mind and my memories but i think it's because it truly was like the first one that i saw since it came out in the 90s and whether it's VHS or in the movie theaters, like, you know, Batman's Batman. Like, you know, yeah. they, I, you know, you're right. The, the IP is so huge, no matter how they try to spin it. We talked about just, you know, Ben Affleck and, you know, Robert Pattinson. It doesn't matter who's in it. Everybody loves Batman. But uh, this one's the Batman I think of for sure. Did you guys watch uh, both movies? Did you watch Batman 89 and Batman Returns? I unfortunately it's... didn't have the time to watch the first one I had intended to because I probably haven't watched that one in even longer time than it, in Batman Returns. Um, but I do remember it quite well. I watched it so much. So, but I, I should have watched them back to back just to do a comparison between the two because there are differences, um, as I'm sure we'll get into. But what about you guys? Did you guys? I know Scott did. Oh, Scott come, on. Was... <laughs> I, come on, dude. I care about the podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I watched all of them. I just finished Robert Pattinson's one that right before this started, so we're, we're sad. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. It's funny because it's probably true. But um, okay, well, since you're referencing the first one, and I'd mentioned differences between the two, um, Scott, what did you find as far as uh, any differences? Anything noticeable that you may have not oh, noticed before? No way different. I mean, yeah, obviously the costume is the same, the Batmobile is the same, but. I mean, this one's way darker. You know, it's uh, way <laughs> Tim, Tim Burton took some swings in this one that he oh, didn't take man. in the first one. The only person, first movie that is playing over the top, which I think almost everybody in this movie is playing over the top, uh, is Jack Nicholson. Everyone else is kind of playing it straight. It's more like your conventional superhero movie. And you know, this one, everyone's just going for it. Is it Tim Burton, too? Everybody's going for it in this movie. 
I forgot a lot of the tone of this movie, right? Yes. And and in speaking of differences between the first one and this one, Tim Burton went fucking loco with this <laughs> one. Man. He had sure. a vendetta. He had something to prove. Because I forgot how, yes, of course, it retained the campiness that Tim Burton is well known for throughout his filmography. But man, yeah, you were you were you were not hold. This may be you his hardest film. It, this this is up there with uh, uh, Sleepy Hollow and um, Sweeney Todd for being his darkest film. I mean, it's a dark film. Just the Penguin alone. The Penguin alone <laughs> made his darkest character. Yeah. Oh my God! I mean, when he wasn't spitting black bile, which he was which throughout this whole time. movie, <laughs> I only remembered him doing that in a few instances. But no, it was throughout the whole movie. He had some black substance dribbling out of his mouth at any given moment. And and man, but just as well, the script was crazy. The mm-hmm. things they had the penguin say in yes. this movie. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I wrote down a lot of those quotes. I have a lot of the penguin quotes. I, I wrote down only two. <laughs> <laughs> and Dana's and like, I only needed the... two. And I think I know <laughs> which two you're talking I'm sure, about. I'm sure the horny ones for sure, because there's a lot of Abs- horny penguin uh, quotes. Absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, I was watching. Watching this, and, and you know, in the first half of this episode, mm-hmm. we referenced Tim Burton got his balls busted by Warner Brothers, but because you know, by this time, you know, there was a merchandising blitz with Batman, and it continued into this movie. And of course, Warner Brothers wanted to tie this in to as much merchandising as possible. And of course, it was kid-oriented merchandising. Oh boy, <laughs> which it oh should be because it is Batman, but. <laughs> He is the. This is the original dark superhero movie. This is the. This may be the darkest of all the Batman movies. You know what I mean? This, this makes yeah. Nolan movies like sunny. You know, this is uh, yeah, th- this is dark. Oh my God! They went all out, or at least Tim Burton did. I don't know who wrote the script. If he did, or uh, holy macro man, the things they had the Penguin say. Not to. I mean, well, he was the most vulgar of the bunch, obviously. But yes. there were so many oh, sexual innuendos. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness! But uh, oh man, let's let's just get into it. You guys well, want to go into the plot? Yeah, or? let's go right into it because it starts out dark. I mean, the opening of the movie is uh, the birth of the penguin. <laughs> Everyone's horrified by this baby that's born, and the parents are. Who's the parents, guys? Oh my God, Paul Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman and the waitress from uh from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It plays. Is the, that her? Plays, yes, that's the waitress. So she they're familiar. Yeah, they're they're reunited and they're the parents of the penguin. Please. Paul Rubens, by the way, this is after the scandal. Tim Burton oh. put him in one of his movies after his big scandal. So that was it was Boy, very nice of Tim Burton. Yeah, to, yeah, going out there. <laughs> of course, one of the, the the ongoing tropes in Tim Burton's films, you know, there are things happening while the credits are rolling. You yes. know, it's like the movie has already begun. He doesn't mm-hmm. wait. He jumps right into it with the scenery. You get the vibe. You get the tone of the film. And as Scott just mentioned, it starts out with the birth of the penguin and how his parents deal with having a, I guess, how they deal with it. <laughs> This handicapped child? I don't well, know what you want to call well, him. He's a mutant. He's yeah, essentially a mutant. I, I try to find a, a nice way of putting it, but yeah. Well, they, they put him in a cage, and then you see yes. him uh, eat the family cat. Rip, oh, pulls the family yeah. cat into the cage. 
This is all under a minute into the movie. Uh, and then they decide to uh, take the baby for a walk in the, in, the, in their stroller. And they throw the baby in the stroller into the, into the river. So that's how the movie starts. I love it. Let's go back a bit. That scene where they, they, they don't show the penguin yet. They don't show mm-hmm. him as a baby. They just lock him up in this cage. I mean, yeah. it, I guess that's where he spent his, his infant childhood his toddler years, I guess. I don't know what you would call it. But yeah, there's that scene where he grabs the cat and we don't really know what happens to the cat. I'm assuming he eats the cat. But the look that the parents give each other. Again, one of the tropes in the in Tim Burton's films is how nonchalant people take the absurdity of things in his films. And they just looked at each other like, yeah, we expected him to do that. And they just <laughs> like kept looking out the window, you know. Um, and it seemed like they just... All they did was look out the window until they got rid of this child. Like they they just did not want to acknowledge that they had some, as Dana put it so well, some mutant child, you know. Um, But yeah, we get the origin of the penguin during the credits. Okay, the credits are still rolling. This is how you start a superhero (laughs) movie. Probably a lot of parents taking their children to see this. (laughs) It's your fault, man. Yeah, PG thirteen. He's PG thirteen. How dare this? It was PG thirteen. It was it was originally rated R, and Warner Brothers <laughs> really begged them to get PG thirteen. I don't think he cut too much out of the film to get it, so they they just kind of caved and gave it a PG thirteen. It should have been at least a soft R. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I don't know how often you can say pussies in the children one but uh, uh there was a lot of I guess well, in this movie dana oh okay gotcha gotcha okay that's where i went wrong oh, i read man. into it oh gosh danny devito must yeah. have the time of his life in this film man seriously Definitely. because his lines were some of the best in any tim burton movie yeah but um from there where do we go i mean well the, the baby the bass you know the whole carriage is going into the sewer Mm-hmm. And uh, credits. Penguins, yeah, yeah, it runs into a bunch of penguins in the sewers of Gotham, which I think we we find out later that it's the uh, um, the old abandoned Gotham Zoo, and um, yes. I, I maybe it's abandoned because you know part of the penguin exhibit was in the sewers. Maybe that's why they they close this uh, <laughs> they close the zoo. I don't know. What do you mean, Scott? You wouldn't go see some penguins? At, <laughs> yeah. at a, at a... I mean, penguins smell incredibly terrible. So I get it. I, I think they deserve to be in sewers. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, we follow this. Uh, what was it? Was it even a baby carriage they put them in? I don't even know. Everything it was a baby was black carriage. In this it movie. had wheels, but yeah. Then it, it, was like a fun, it, was, it was a black one. That's the thing that was funny, though. It was like, yeah. it, looked, it definitely looked like a, like a coffin. <laughs> push them into the water. It's supposed to be frigid water. They just push their child into it. Good, good, oh. good parenting, Gotham. Go, Gotham. <laughs> So he winds up in the sewers of this abandoned zoo, and I guess he's raised by penguins or whatever. Yeah, else apparently, I don't know where he learns to speak. I don't know where he he becomes a big boss uh, crime syndicate. I there's some allusion uh, alluding that he was um, in part of the circus at one point. There was a, a, a yeah, a, a Batman I, finds like a, a newspaper article about the a penguin boy or something like that. So maybe aquatic, the circus freaks aquatic bird boy. I wish they yeah. could have delved a little bit more into that, man. I know there's only so much time in the movie, <laughs> but just out of morbid curiosity to see what this person went through as a child and how he just survived 
But um, yeah, he survived. He did. But we cut um to what must have been the present. That you know, Tim Burton's yeah. films. It's hard to tell what time period you oh, are. For sure. You said before. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like the fifties mixed with the sixties. You don't know. I I think most of it was like fifties based. I guess the decor. Uh, I would I would say even earlier because Tim now, Burton's own little world. Who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. Because the only thing I, I that made me think about it was when we made it to uh, Catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer's apartment. Other than that, I'm I'm with you. All these buildings that have faces and. I mean, it was just—I had no clue where we were at. I just knew that we were in Tim Burton's world. Uh, I was just like, "Man, this is this is nuts." But he did a good job. Like, I don't know what Gotham looks like, but I'm sure Gotham looks like that. Like, that was kind of—I was so yeah. confused. I think Gene yeah. said that in the first half. I think it's the best depiction of Gotham uh, in any of the movies. I I, I like the look. I do agree with that. I mean, th there were subtle differences be between the first movie and the second movie as far as the look of the city. Um, I think in the second one, and I, you know, you tell me if uh, I'm wrong, but I think uh, Tim Burton was probably influenced a bit by films like uh, Metropolis and stuff like that for the second movie because it had yeah. more of an Art Deco feel. You know, you had yeah. these statues of, and then, you know, yeah. It's kind of the architecture was a little more deco themed than the first one. The first one was actually my favorite look of Gotham because mm -hmm. it looks super gothic. I mean, it was like, uh, you know, a teen goth girl's dream. That's uh -huh. <laughs> it was like they went all out, but the, it, it looked just as well in the second one. And the, and they they just pulled it off the the look and feel of Tim Burton's Batman is to me on point, man. You know, it, it's very hard to go into this film and, of course, not compare it to what came after with the Christopher Nolan trilogy, um, even going into the newer stuff with the with uh, Patterson. And, and is that anything? Patterson? Am I getting it right? Robert, yeah, Robert Patterson. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so it's hard not to. But still, man, he pulled it off so well. He gave it such a distinct yeah. look. But um, mm -hmm. let's get back to the plot. Um So where do we go from here after the Penguin's origin and we go to what we think is the present, I guess? Present day. Yeah, they, they, 33 years later, I think. Ah, yeah. Oh, so did it say that on there? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, really? It did oh, say 33 wow. years yeah. Later. 33, three years later. And... Whatever that means in Tim Burton. So yeah. Danny DeVito is like 34 years old? I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, man. I, I know a he many has not aged well. Spots. Ooh, yeah, I know, I know a many a person, you know. Yeah, it, 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 it is pretty funny we put it that way. Yeah. Um, I think the part that was funnier to me, it, I think they had the countdown before we go into the office with Max Shrek, which is Christopher Walken. Yeah. But we're uh, but it is uh, we're lighting up the Christmas tree, isn't it? It's like oh, Mrs. Mrs. Christmas or something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh the yeah, yeah. Takes off her, Not, nice her jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <no>. Well, <laughs> this is how I know I've gotten a bit older than I can remember. I remember younger Dana being like. Hubba hubba. Older uh -huh. Dana was just like, I know that bitch is cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like full on winter. Yeah. It's snowing. Put, put a jacket on, girl. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, ain't nobody got time to be cute. <laughs> yeah, she just took off her coat like nothing. Like she does that every day. Like she walks down the street every winter that way. It was, it was so weird. Um, but yeah, we're at the lighting of uh, this Christmas tree, which is, I guess it's kind of referencing what they do here in yeah, New York. This is a Christmas 
We should have put this on Christmas month. This is is a Christmas movie. Okay. I I do agree. I I agree. It's a Christmas. It definitely is. Which is funny. Our number one fan, Kim. So I noticed the girl like, oh man, she's being cute. She needs to cover up. Kim's like, that's a beautiful tree. Of course, of course, wow. Will you welcome, please, Gotham's own Santa Claus, Max Shrek? Santa Claus, afraid not. I'm just the poor schmo, got lucky. And sue me if I want to give some back. I only wish I could hand out more than just expensive baubles. I wish I could hand out world peace and unconditional love. Wrapped in a big bowl. Oh, but you can. Oh, but you will. So we're at the lighting of this tree. Now, before this, I think there was a little bit of a meeting. We get to meet. I think uh, it goes right into the well, meeting from here. Like, this is like a, that's it. like a one second scene. The the lighting exactly. of the tree is it's like very nothing. very fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it, the, the the meeting does go before because they go. He goes from the meeting to the to the lighting. Of the tree, yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to it's give a lighting, tree, a speech. It's lighting, meeting, and then he comes back out. So they oh, come out. Okay. So they kind of they set it up. So yeah, they set it up like that first, where they have the lighting first because it's just really quick. But then we go, and they're actually kind of just looking outside with the mayor, and yeah. then they go out and they join everybody. Gotcha. And it's like a quick kind of in and out. Damn it! Oh, yeah, that goddamn well, idea, man. Somebody. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh no! So we get introduced to Christopher Walken's character, Max uh, Shrek, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Christopher Walken doing an impression of Christopher Walken. I mean, he is pausing and and all over the place, pausing, putting oh. putting uh, periods where they shouldn't be. He <laughs> out out any kind of punctuation. He's just all over the place, and it's great. I it's fucking great. love Christopher Walken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no one like him, man. He doesn't have to do nothing but walk in and be himself for any role he's done. Yeah. And it always works. It always works. He's 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 a one in a million, that guy, Christopher Walken. Um, but yeah, they, I think they picked the perfect it's perfect casting too. Yeah. You know, so, you know so. I Bert uh, Tim Burton wanted uh David Bowie. He offered that role to David uh, Bowie, and David oh, Burton wow. Bowie turned it down. I forgot what he was doing. He was doing some shitty movie at the time. And he, well, he turned usually it down. did this shitty movie. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, I, I love David Bowie. I'm a huge Bowie fan. Um, le- even late lately, actually, I've been listening to a lot of Bowie, back back like 70s Bowie, right? But I have to acknowledge he's one of the worst actors ever. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I think <laughs> the directors were like big fans of him as a as a musician, so they wanted mm. to put him in stuff, but he shouldn't have been in stuff. No, 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 no. And after like doing things like Labyrinth with the with the tights mm-hmm. and having his groin all bulging out, I, I wanted to see even less of him. But yeah. love Bowie nonetheless. So uh we're at this meeting where we're where I think they're discussing Max Shrek is wants to build some kind of power plant in Gotham City. Yes. 
with the idea being to supposedly store energy because there's a surplus of energy, but the most maybe, mundane but, superhero villain plot ever. <laughs> that made no sense to me. I'm like, what danger is he posing to anyone? Let him have a freaking plant. I don't think it would have made any difference to the citizens of Gotham City, but. But then again, as we're going to learn later, there is a particular scene where I'm going to point out the people of Gotham City are quite strange. We'll get there. But okay. <laughs> anyway, um, from this meeting, yeah, we learned that he wants to build this power plant. And uh, after the lighting of the tree, now at the lighting of the tree, what happens? Is that when, uh, do we do we meet uh, some of the Penguin's goons? Does something yeah. happen there? That that there's, a, there's a giant present. So like they... Uh... Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes they roll so... this giant Christmas... This Christmas present, present yeah. with a big bow, a big box. Yeah, you're right, Dana. Please continue. I think so. Earlier, we meet the mayor. Who gives a fuck who the mayor is? I think. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> something that Tim Burton does a really good job of. If you're not an important character, you're not an important character. Um, yeah. But the mayor, and then we meet Michelle Pfeiffer's character yes. for the first time. Yeah. She's just an assistant. Oh, she's there. so nerdy with glasses and frizzy. Yeah, yes. they're making one of the most beautiful women in the world. Oh, yeah, she's not beautiful. She, of course, she's still beautiful. It doesn't, hey. doesn't matter. It was impossible could, to make we, her fugly. It really <laughs> yeah. Was. I mean, come on. I, it, it I agree. I, I loved it how she was just like, she was trying to speak up at the meeting really quick with the mayor but then like got shot down and she's like berating herself. She's like, I'm such a corn dog. And I'm just like, <laughs> she didn't use that term, but it's corn oh, It was so stupid. <laughs> I was like, no, you're, you were ridiculously hot. And I can't believe how hot you were in the nineties. And oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. Well, there's a later, there's not too long after there's a scene where she goes to her apartment and, you know, she's talking about how she can't keep a guy and, uh, you know, she's checking her answer machine and some guy's like, yeah, I decided to go on vacation without you. My therapist says I I, I don't need to be an appendage. She's like, I mean, what world is this? Yeah. What fantasy world oh, no. is this? Like, oh I want to see who this guy was, man. Was it like Brad Pitt or something? Way. Because, I mean, come on, man. Throw away who? Michelle Pfeiffer, man. Oh, my sickness. goodness. Yeah. Pure sickness. Yeah. We meet Michelle Pfeiffer's character, who's this like bumbling kind of nerdy secretary to Max Shrek. Really? I mean, do we... Well, what happens with this big present at the tree? So the, the present is, is just a bunch of criminals um, who are basically out and about and, uh, and and attacking everybody. So like attacking the you know the mayor, attacking all the common people. Um, this is where we actually... The plot moves pretty fast, but yeah. uh, Max Shrek sees kind of what's going on and he kind of hightails it and runs away. Um, but he basically runs away to get cornered by uh some of the penguins goons um who take him down to the sewer to uh to meet him because the whole time there's this idea of a penguin man who lives in the sewers but you know it's just basically <laughs> I'm sorry, Dana. you know yeah. there, there there are some sentences in life that i never thought i'd hear and that was one of them <laughs> you know that just sounded so strange Oh, sorry. Sorry. I need, I had to add that. Please continue. Well, no, like, seriously, think about saying that in like 2024. <laughs> it's like, kids, you want to hear a story? There used a to be a penguin man, man who lives well, in the sewer. Look at Gotham, though. They have a penguin man, they have a Batman, and they have a Catwoman running around the city. All, yeah. all not normal things to be going on. Yeah. Yeah. To me, uh, and, and I have to reference this word on the, on the subject of these weird characters from Gotham City. 
I can't help but think that if there wasn't a Batman, none of these fuckers would exist. He he did the city so much worse by just being there. You know, I mean, like, like he just pulled all the crazies out. You know, like if this guy could dress up like a flying rodent and beat people up, then then you know, why not me? Yeah. You know, yeah. and wow. I, I think, but that's my theory. But please, let's go. I, I I see. I think we'll have to go into that because you're going to make me de <laughs> defend Batman. That's a whole chicken and the egg. How oh, dare you? But wow. Oh, how we dare can you, get sir. into that if you'd like to. How, how dare you, sir? <laughs> but uh, but uh, but we'll we'll basically go back to the plot because it it does move pretty fast. Um, mm -hmm. because at this point, uh, Max Shrek gets kidnapped. He ends up bottom of the sewer. He meets the mysterious penguin man, which the penguin, and mm -hmm. the penguin basically says, "Hey, we're both bad guys. We're both, you know." like disgusting people but you're at least be allowed to be seen in public and i'm not so he wants to make a deal with max shrek of like hey get me up to the circus world like a normal person so i could check out the records of my life see who i am um, and then i won't basically shit on all your illegal activities not make me a monster don't embarrass yourself max i know all about you what you hide i discover so he had he was just like yeah you got this toxic ooze which was like i don't know it looked like my fourth grade project where it was like oh shit dana you got a science project tomorrow mm -hmm. it kind of looked like the fake like vinegar baking soda ooze for yeah. the <laughs> it probably was um, that <laughs> seriously so it had that there's a uh, some some forms that max shrek threw away for his illegal dealings that were shredded but you know penguins like oh i i take them all together it took me some time but i have that and then he's like oh also your business partner who's on an extended vacation oh, basically boy. was a dead guy he pulls out the hand and he's just like oh you mean this guy yeah i can pull out any other body part so he basically <laughs> is like hey you do illegal stuff i know what you do i think he has the line of like you know, your what you flush and your trash is what I hang on my mantle. So exactly you know, right. it, it his way of just saying, hey, like your dirty secrets that you flush away are are it's clear as day to me. So yeah. um, you know, that's where we kind of start the plot of we penguin 
he's dealing with this crime syndicate, but he just wants to, you know, at least show his face to the public, find out his word in the public. Yeah. So I, I started so out from plot. that scene. Um, I'm like, oh, you know, the this character just wants to be loved, right? I'm like, no, he just wanted to get laid. <laughs> he just wanted to get laid, as we will discover throughout this movie, man. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think at so the same time, though, isn't Batman up top like uh, fighting the circus? Villains. I don't know what yes. they call yes. these people. And yeah. uh, this Batman kills people. I mean, he's killing people yes. left and right. Oh. This, yes. is a, this is a murderous Batman. I had know? forgotten he, about yes. that. He lights people on fire. He's just he's just going ape shit on people. Yes, he, yes. He, he killed at least three people that I could think off the top yes, of my head sure. in this movie alone. I'd forgotten that this version of Batman was a killer. <laughs> was, I, I don't remember this version of Batman being the his whole thing was like vengeance, not you know, justice, mm -hmm. not vengeance. But yeah, no, he kills like what he blows up somebody in this one. He he yeah, catches people on fire. So he he rams yeah, some guys and knocks them into a shop. And for some reason, there's a clown guy blowing fire there. And he has the shop on fire. Well, those guys catch fire in the shop. Then he turns the Batmobile around and shoots his flame out the back into the, the fire eater guy. So that guy catches on fire. He's just burning bitches left and right. <laughs> he went on. This, this Batman. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, and it's, you know, as we just go, you know, when he's in his Bruce Wayne persona, you know, I'm not going to get into that because we're just going to detract <laughs> from the plot because there yeah. are scenes coming up with Bruce Wayne and that'll be the more appropriate time to address what I'm going to say. But let's go on with the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Batman's up there fighting the yeah. Joker's. I mean, the, the, I'm sorry, the Penguin's goons. I guess, yeah, they're, they must all be circus goons because each one has some kind of circus. They're all flipping around. They're, they're all, all clowns yeah. or acrobats. Yes, yeah. and you know, it, uh, I I keep having to remind myself that this is like you know very early '90s. You know, started out in the late '80s with Batman, and and um, you know, the fight scenes were not all that. You know, <laughs> no. first of all, it's hard You're, to move yeah. in that bat suit because you could even that bat suit was fifty five pounds. Fifty five pounds. That it. suit is so yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, it was, and um, you know, of course, you know, it's very standard to have a uh, stump people stand in for the main actors to do these fight scenes but it was very apparent in some of these scenes that it was not michael <laughs> keaton fighting um not which sure. is pretty damn funny but uh yeah i mean it doesn't matter it's tim burton <laughs> yeah, i think he meets uh selena kyle uh in this scene too briefly yes he, yeah because she gets uh, he saves uh one of the guys yeah he saves her and mm -hmm. uh they briefly talk and he blows her off as a nerd also because you know She's a nerd. She's a fucking and nerd. Yeah, she's a she's not beautiful hot. nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just kind of walks away. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Gotham City is made out of paper mache. Yeah. Because um, he 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 takes this goon down who's who's uh, uh using uh Selena Kyle as a shield, so to yes. speak, and he shoots like a projectile, some kind of stem that which goes behind these two into the wall, and he just pulls out a chunk of building to knock this guy out i'm that like pretty cool yeah it's not believable but it's it's a pretty cool scene well fooey on me for trying to get realism <laughs> out of any tim burton film we should know by now that we're that's the last thing we should expect it was a cool scene there's a lot of little cool scenes like that very corny but cool nonetheless and, and i we're feel like every director after burton has really borrowed a lot of that kind of stuff 
Uh, oh, I, sure. I feel like the, a lot of the other fights in Batman, there, there's always kind of something like that in, in every movie where he does something similar, where he outsmarts a criminal and does something like that and, and tricks him and hits him in a, in a surprise kind of way. True. And I think I think he uh, he kind of started the trend. He sure did, man. <laughs> he puts a lot of quirkiness into everything he does, Tim Burton, including fight scenes, apparently. But yeah, he does uh, get to meet, I mean, Batman, of course, mm -hmm. does get to meet Selena Kyle for a little bit. Doesn't say much. Yeah. Um, he walks away after uh, saving her and uh, in picking up uh, some papers, which is the speech she was supposed to take to her boss, Max Shrek, for this uh, Christmas lighting. But she's picking it up and she finds that uh the goon had a taser. So she she steals his taser. And she tases him when he's not down. Yeah, too. just to test it out, just for good measure. Let me see, does this work? Yeah, it works. Okay, we're good. This is a violent movie. Man. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> she she, is. she giggles when she tases yeah, she tases she, she enjoys she got a it. Kick out of that, man. Yeah. Hey, man. She was catwoman before. Yeah, yeah. Anything that you know, like like it didn't take that fall. She was already there, man. People, yo, people in this movie are fucking bonkers. Uh, so I, I think uh, right after this is where we get to where she becomes Catwoman because uh, not too far after this scene, she yeah, goes back to her apartment. Far. Yeah, yes. she realizes she needs to go uh, back to, she was supposed to get some kind of Bruce Wayne file ready for Christopher Walken's character and she forgot to do it. So she goes back to the office and she's going through files and then Christopher Walken returns from the sewers right behind her and so good old max uh shrek is starts asking her you know, why you're here and then she for some reason tells the boss that she got his secret password and got into the files and was getting information out of there uh why she would say this i don't know and uh, yeah yeah, yeah he corners her and yeah, yeah i'm not sure if he wants to kill her or, or hump her um i'm i'm just boning up for your uh, bruce wayne meeting in the morning mm. i pulled all the files on the proposed power plant and um the <laughs> mr wayne's hope for investment and um i even opened the protected files and how industrious how did you open protected files may i ask um well um I figured your password was Geraldo, your Chihuahua, and it was. Hmm. Um, this is all very interesting, though a bit on the technical side. Um, I mean, about how the power plan is a power plan in name only, mm -hmm. and since, in fact, it's going to be a big giant, um, big giant, uh, ca capacitor. Uh, and that, uh, instead of generating power, it'll sort of be sucking power from um, Gotham City, you know, storing it, stockpiling it, which is a very um, novel approach, I'd say. And who would you say this to? Um, nobody. What did curiosity do to the cat? I'm no cat. I'm just an assistant. A secretary. And a very good one. Too good? Mm. Listen, 
It's our secret. Honest. How can you be so mean to someone so meaningless? This power plant is my legacy. It's what I leave behind for Chip. Nothing must prevent that. He ends up deciding to kill her. He, he yeah. pushes her, pushes her out the window. Well, he, he fakes her up first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fake out is what I remember as a kid being terrified of. Because I just yeah. see, seeing it now, it's like, wow, that's kind of a funny scene. Seeing it then, I was like, oh, this is terrifying. Oh, Chris Watkins is terrifying in general. I mean, oh, he's yeah. he has that intense stare. He's a psychopath. Oh no, being that close to him too, because they were like face to face, literally, and it was like, yeah, that would be very uncomfortable <laughs> having christopher walking in your face but yeah he like like uh like the boys here said we didn't know if he was gonna make a pass at her and try to get some action but no he ends up uh shoving her out of the window yes. very <laughs> violently he shoves her yes. out the window as she falls her fall is broken i guess by several awnings that, she that looked like like an eighty story building. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how she I survived that. that. was like a it's far like... drop. The oh, people of the Gotham audience. City. I'm telling you, man. They're they're made of something different, man. They're, they're as bonkers as they are strong, apparently. Um, yeah, but she falls. We think she dies, but she doesn't. Very little blood in this scene, considering how no. far she fell. But <laughs> this is the most confusing part of the movie for me. <laughs> Makes <laughs> sense to me. Total Which, sense. Of course, it's that. Uh, all of a sudden, cats. All every cat in the city. Yes, her, her black cat appears first. Which yes, her cat course. is in this movie throughout the whole thing. Oh, but yeah. yeah, then every cat in the city comes up. Uh, once chewing on her fingers for some reason, and they're yeah. just like crawling all over her, and she's like twitching, and yeah, she's back to life. Which of the cats was it? Her black cat that was basically tonguing her down. It was going yes. in her mouth and everything. Yes. I'm like, poor Michelle Pfeiffer. The things she had to do for this movie. She but, does uh, a lot of crazy shit in this film. Oh, and it's a, there's a lot of stuff that yeah that she does. It's that's that's insane. She wakes up. These these cats. I don't know what happened, but she wakes up. She gets up like nothing happened. A little frazzled. Now she's actually full out deranged. I guess. Yeah, uh, she returns home, and in a clever repeat of the first scene where we see her return home, and she goes through the same motions, but now she's not Selena Kyle anymore. She she's Catwoman, and so it's with a twist, you know. It's with a uh, that Tim Burton patented twist, patented. Mm -hmm. I meant to say, <laughs> she makes <laughs> she makes a costume out of a coat, out of a leather jacket. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she starts drinking milk right when she gets back to the apartment. She's, uh, you know, walking around, busting. She takes out black spray, spray paint. Spray paint. Spray paint yeah. everything. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with her. But, yeah, she's uh, she's gone full crazy and she starts sewing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I didn't mind that black spray paint because, man, this woman's apartment, everything was pink. So it needed yeah. some contrast. But we, you know, it's funny. Uh, yeah, because we basically end up with her premiere as Catwoman. The one thing I didn't notice at the beginning, but was very evident to me when she was leaving, or at least she debuts, she had that sign that said the hello neon there. sign. Yes. Yeah, that said hello there. But then after her crazy moment, like the O disappears and the T disappears from from there, and it says hell here. Yeah, that I was, was very like, clever, oh. actually. I yeah, I was like, I didn't notice that. Um, we get a nice shot of her pulling back camera wise, 
and it's revealing her in her full Catwoman regalia. And like Dana said, behind her, this neon sight flashing hell here. <laughs> uh, precursor of things to come, I guess, for this movie. So I think next is the penguin becoming a hero. You know, you, you have the penguin who he comes up with this plan with Max. You know, I think the mayor, the mayor, once again, they're out there doing a speech. So him and the mayor and Max uh, Shrek are always outside at a podium and by the Christmas tree at all times. And <laughs> out of nowhere, some acrobat clown comes, grabs the mayor's baby and then jumps into the sewer. The penguin, it's a setup for the penguin to look like he rescues the baby. The penguin comes up out of the sewer holding the baby and he's instantly a star. Yes. He's uh, praised by the people of Gotham and it allows him to make a speech, basically int introducing himself to the world as of course there's a, you know, news cameras and such there. So everybody gets their first uh, uh, visual of the penguin and they get to meet him. And like Scott said, he's praised. He's, he's the hero of the day for saving the mayor's baby. And so uh, Max Shrek's and the penguins plan to, uh, make the penguin accessible to the world is in full swing because of this from there where do we go i think the penguin <laughs> goes to like the to city hall to research records. find out yeah. yeah find out where his uh his birth parents uh, yes. are and yeah. at the same time batman's trying to research about the penguin at the exact same time so he's at home oh. and look look at having alfred pull up information for him because he's a lazy bastard but yeah how you know, dare he, you he's <laughs> looking through the like, that computer oh, didn't have an update <laughs> yeah. he's looking at the old newspapers and this is yeah. where he finds the thing about the, pe the penguin boy or whatever it was and that uh that a bunch of children went missing around the time the gotham zoo closed so i think the penguin was eating kids back uh back in the day i, I thought that might be the insinuation but i wasn't yeah. sure uh yeah. yeah that was a little weird there's there's this shot while while the penguin is doing research and before he finds out you know he ends up finding out where he came from his family name and that his actual name is oswald cobblepot which is comic book ac accurate mm. i must say but um right before that for some reason uh michael keaton decides to put on his bat suit and go out and just to stalk the penguin and see just what he's drive doing. around town and, take and the Batmobile for a spin. Yeah, and, and I found that that scene so funny because he pulls up right in front of the window where where, where <laughs> the penguin. How the hell the penguin did not see this this twenty foot long car pulling yeah. up with this guy in a rodent suit staring at him is beyond me. But hey, Tim Burton, you know, um, he finds out that he is Oswald. Cobblepot, and he visits his parents' burial place, which is yes. in Gotham Cemetery. And of course, the news are there. Everybody's there. Everyone has penguin mania, apparently, in this city now. They're all on the penguin's jockstrap, I guess you could say. He announces who he is and that he has what his intentions are. Um, he wants to be the the you know the darling of Gotham at this point. But mm -hmm. did, was there some headlines there? Like the second he basically makes his speech. He's like, oh, you know, uh, my parents may have been, you know, they probably didn't know what to do with me, but it doesn't mean I can't be a good person, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, literally seconds later, it's like, you know, may have flipper fingers, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have a heart. Like, yeah, yeah there was some really well, quick, like... there's, there's a New York Post in, in Gotham. So get the Gotham Post, it must be, getting the best yeah. headlines. I think at this time, uh, don't we, Catwoman uh, makes her first appearance in costume. 
she saves a lady in, in the alley. Some lady is getting attacked in, in an alley and Catwoman shows up, uh, cuts the shit out of this guy. She takes this guy and she she takes her claws and cuts him across the face. And then, you know, the, too. yeah, the, the woman looks like she's like, She's like, oh, thank you for saving me. And then Catwoman snaps at her, like, bitch, you need to, you know, if women like you, they give us bad name, basically, what she's saying. So, yeah, I don't know what Catwoman's doing here. Yeah, one of those things, you know, this is one of those scenes that movies are notorious for. You know, I, I actually have people in my life, you know, people who come to visit in New York, whatever. They actually believe that if you walk by an alleyway that you're going to get mugged. No one's ever gotten mugged. in it. First of all, there are very few alleyways. Yes. Yeah. But this is Gotham City, so I shouldn't compare. But people don't get mugged in alleyways. First of all, people, why the hell are you walking through an alleyway to begin with? But she gets snatched. And now this woman got snatched in public, like nothing. Like this guy just came yeah. out of nowhere and snatched yeah. her. People walking by. I, I'm like, wow, Gotham City is... Yeah, is Batman stronger. really taking care of the city? I mean, I, it seems like crime's really. still just going on. I, I don't know what Batman's uh, up yeah. to. Yeah, instead of stalking the Penguin, you should be doing your job, bro. Yep. <laughs> so priority. What about man. the fucking police, man? Like, what oh, the fuck, don't get man? me, st- Dana. Don't get me started <laughs> on Gotham City police. Commissioner Gordon has the easy man. What a get over! This man is getting paid to do absolutely nothing. As soon as these goons show up, he didn't even attempt to control the situation. Yeah, where's the like, where's Batman? Where's Batman? Nobody's right protecting the mayor. Like, no, what is going on in Gotham? No, worst police force ever amazing how useless they are batman has basically made them lazy i guess you know uh commissioner gordon won't know what to do without batman on his side but uh yeah after the after we get introduced to uh the full-on cat woman i guess we get a little taste of her in action michelle pfeiffer looks amazing in that cat suit they they would vacuum seal her, seal her in that costume. That each suit cost a thousand dollars, and I think they used like forty something suits during the during the making of the Are film. You serious? So, yeah, they would vacuum wow. seal her in every time. And I think you said in the first half, you're right. Like she could not stay in the suit for long. She you know that they they would have to cut it out of her because she could only stay in for short periods of time because it was too tight. Wow, and and you know could have fooled me because she moved. It looked effortlessly. Yeah. I mean, she she was so. Of course, which she was part? Her sexy. kicking or uh, or the stunt double doing the backflips. Well, uh, but even just <laughs> well, even just her walking and you know the way she yeah. was moving in it. I that, mean, of that course, is very. Yeah, she looks so sexy in this. Yeah, she looked I, amazing. I gotta yeah. say, uh, out of all the actors in the movie, she was the one that carried the movie for me. She she was. Oh, she was great. She was amazing. I mean, she I was awesome in this role. I they all were good though. I mean, I think Dana Vito is good. I think Walken's good. I I think this is a very well acted film. Sure, sure, I agree. But uh, let us continue, if we yes. may. <laughs> um, from there, after the so-called mugging, <laughs> yes. Catwoman yeah. saves this woman. I just does Batman meet her at the scene? I, I don't think he does yet. I think I don't the first think so. time he meets her, she makes a return to the office, right? She's back at her office. And- exactly. So I, I think that's where we kind of scoop right in because Batman's already putting everything together. Like the reason he looked up the penguin to begin with, because he didn't really feel like he was all in the up and up. Um, he realized that he has something to do with when they kept calling it like the red triangle gang. So like he realized that you know something's up altogether. Um, he has his meeting with Max Shrek. That's basically where we turn into. 
where it's Bruce Wayne meeting with Max Shrek. Bruce is basically saying, hey, your power plant idea, we're going to, you know, I don't believe in it. You know, something's up. I don't have a crime boss in my back alley like you do with Cobblepot. So like right off the bat, we know something shady. And the thing that um, nerdy Michelle Pfeiffer's character found out uh, before she becomes super sexy Michelle Pfeiffer, even (laughs) though it's the same person. Yeah. (laughs) um, (laughs) This power plant isn't a power plant. It's basically a way for it to suck out all the energy. This was that trope that that evil villain tie them onto the train track type of uh, (laughs) idea came. Uh, Yeah. But the power plant is really something that siphons all the power from the city. And so Bruce also thinks something's wrong kind of with that idea. And everybody kind of knows that it's, it stinks. The mayor knows that it stinks. Bruce knows that it stinks. And, you know, Shrek's like, I don't care. This is my legacy. I'm going to pass it on to my son, Chip. This is what it is. Um, you know, and he goes, so they're having an argument about it. And this is the part that you're talking about, Scott. He, Max Shrek basically is like, if my assistant wasn't on vacation, I'd have her take you out of here. But of course, you know, she arrives right in time. She says, oh yeah, I'll take him anywhere. Where do you want me to take him? So she's already with that new different personality. She's not shy and timid. She's already take off the glasses. She's now this gorgeous model. So, yeah, of course. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Point is, Max, Gotham City has a power surplus. I'm sure you know that. My question is, what's your angle? Power surplus, Bruce. Shame on you, no such thing. One can never have too much power. If my life has a meaning, that's the meaning. Yeah, well, I'm gonna fight you on this, and I've already spoken to the mayor, and we see eye to eye. Mayors come and go. Blue bloods tire easy. You think you could go 15 rounds with Mohammed Shrek? Well, I guess we're gonna find out. Of course, I don't have a crime boss like Cobblepot in my corner, so it might- Crime boss? Shows what you know, mister to the manor born with a silver spoon. Oswald is Gotham's new golden boy. If his parents hadn't 86 him, you two might have been bunkies at prep school. Oswald controls the Red Triangle gang. I can't prove it yet, but we both- Wayne, I'll not stand for mudslinging in this office. If my assistant was here, she already would have escorted you out to- Anywhere he wants. Preferably some night spot, grotto, or secluded hideaway. Nice suit. Selena. Selena, Selena. (laughs) That's my name, Maximilians. Don't wear it out or I'll make you buy me a new one. Selena. This is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we've met. Have we? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I mistook me for somebody else. Sorry. Yeah. So that's when they first meet. Uh, and that's where they kind of first have this little attraction between uh, Bruce Wayne now noticing super criminally insane Selena Kyle. Uh, Cra- so, crazy so, yeah. loves crazy, yo. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. you Fair. know, I mean, it Fair. made perfect sense. It's like they were attracted to each other from the start, and I can see why. It's like they're both lunatics. Yeah. So uh, Bruce Wayne is quite taken with her. Already, I guess no. Did they did they even reference what happened to uh, the Vicky Vale character? They no? do later. They did. They do yeah, they a did. little bit later in the film. Okay. Yeah, we'll and the two of them are having a conversation. Yeah. Ah, yes, they, on their so-called first date. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah. Well, that's definitely not a date, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not much of a date. Mm-hmm. A lot of action we'll going see. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where do we go from here? 
I think uh, this is next scene is where Max is trying to uh, he he's trying to lure the, to get the penguin. He goes down to visit the penguin, and he brings a fish with him, uh, a, a big a big uh, uh, uncooked fish with him, and he's luring the penguin up to the surface with the fish. And uh, it's he gets up to the surface, and it's a whole team that's going to support uh, the penguin running for mayor. Ah, um, yes, this was with a image consultants with a guy and a girl. The girl is Jan Hooks from Saturday yes, Live. Yeah. And uh, I think Penguin, oh. hold on, he has a first one of the first of Penguin's quotes. Uh, let's see what, what we have here. Oh, boy, <laughs> he oh, said, Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah, okay, we're gonna get uh, a small <laughs> to help fill the void. He, oh. yeah, yes, he's looking at Jan Hooks, he's like, I'd like to fill her void. Because yeah, they 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 ask uh, he we wants him to fill the void of the mayor, and he's looking at Jan Hooks. He says, "I'd like to fill her What's her void." Great. So, it was great. Yeah. Now this is after he bites this guy's nose. Yes. Oh yes, yes. And he yes, has yes. blood in his mouth, and Jan Hooks is like helping this poor guy out, who's bleeding for, profusely from his nose. And I love that he, when the Joker, I mean the I keep calling him the Joker. When the Penguin says this line, Jan Hooks turns around because she hears it. She's like, "What? Like what the hell?" But uh, yeah, man, this is a vulgar character, the Penguin man. He's just oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got some. You want some bang, penguin quotes now? Please. I, I part of my note. Okay, so indulge. There's a there's a young like uh, intern that says something to him about being oh, a role yeah. model. You're a role model, Mister Penguin. And then his response is, "You're the hottest young person a role model could uh could a have could have." Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, the he, first time he sees Catwoman, he says, uh, "This is where it's the, worse. Just as yes, the pussy um, I've, I've been looking for." And, and the other line, one, I think, uh, go, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, David. What's no, no, I was one? like, in that same exact scene. So, in the first part of it, he goes, This is the pussy I was looking for. The very next scene where she was like, Oh, I just need to like get wet, or whatever. <laughs> he pulls out KY jelly. Oh, and yeah. Oh, my God. Like the yeah. oil. <laughs> it was literally yeah. like, back to back. I was like, Did, it, did, it, did he had. He had scented and unscented something to the Yes, that's what exactly what he says. He goes, What do you want? Scented or unscented? And I was like, All right, I'm done. I'm not recording any other thing. Those are my two lines I need to know. That's yep. all I care about. I think right right after that, when she turns him down, he says to her, uh, you lousy minx, I ought to have you spayed. Yeah. Then, uh, later on, he, he talks about his parents. He says, uh, I was their number one son, and they treated me like number two. Well, you know, Christopher Walken gets a, gets a line in there too because he he tells the penguin that he can get unlimited poontang if he's the mayor. I so missed that one. Did he really he, say that? Unlimited poontang, and yeah, I, I had subtitles on, so it was very very easy for me to see it. Damn it! I should have had so lesson learned. Subtitles. <laughs> oh, that is insane. <laughs> I had to rewind the pussy part because I was like, no, there's no way they said this in my no, childhood not in this movie. Kid's movie. <laughs> not in my childhood movie that I love for Batman for the first time. There's no way he said that. In the first half, we referenced uh, you know, the, the shit that Warner Brothers gave Tim Burton about this movie because they expected it to be more kid friendly. I, I gotta say, I'm kind of siding with Warner Brothers on this one, man. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. I, they must have been like, what the F is this? Like, what are you giving us? A poon tag. Okay, yeah, so Tim many Burton fucking says, toys. 
he was like, you know, the studio wasn't really giving me notes, so he just kind of did what he wanted to do in this movie. He <laughs> wasn't giving me notes, bitch. We got Happy Meals to sell. Yeah, yeah. Got, you know, we got to compete against the Ninja Turtles. Like, what the fuck are you giving me to work with? Oh no, I was to say. So he was going to do the third movie. Uh, he sat down with Warner Brothers to talk about it because he had some ideas. And the first thing they said to him was, "Don't you want to do like a smaller movie? You want to do another Batman film?" And he was like, oh, no, I, I want to do Batman. And they're, and they're like, oh, OK. He, and he felt like they didn't want to do it. So he's like, oh, never mind. I don't yeah, they do didn't it. want him to do it. They, they for sure didn't want him to do it. But I think if he would have said that he wanted to do it, they felt obligated because it made so much money with it. But yeah, they did not want him back. Oh, my gosh, man. Tim Burton. I love you, man. <laughs> You're a hoot. All right. After the, uh, Where are we with this plot? Max Shrek wants... Penguin to become mayor. That was a, a line that he said earlier to the mayor that like mayors come and go. And the mayor told him, it's like, you may want to remove me, but you don't have a candidate. And so it, it all comes full circle as far as uh, as far as the storyline goes. Um, but as that's happening, um, you know, we're trying to make the penguin better, trying to make him a, a, a person who who's helping the city while they're trying to highlight that the mayor just allows for crime to happen. Um, you know, so that's basically what's happened. His goons are basically running around the city, causing anarchy, you know, and they're kind of blaming it on their mayor's lack of presence of the police presence, X, Y, and Z. This is this may be before or after the part where uh, Penguin uh, gets a, a batarang and like basically throws it at the Miss Ice Lady or whatever. Oh, man, this um, poor woman. <laughs> that part. Once again, yeah, this, this is dark. This is, this is straight up dark. Yeah. Yeah. He kidnaps the Ice Princess and brings her yeah. up to the top of a building. He's trying to set up Batman. He's trying to make Batman. Like, so Batman's there fighting his clown posse, yeah. the insane clown posse. And <laughs> uh, you know, at the same time, the posse's also messing around with the Batmobile. The, the, uh, when, yes. when Batman's walking away, they, they start, you know, they, these clowns know, I don't know, they're, they're like computer scientists too and engineers, but, you know, Batman's off, uh, you know, trying to fight the clowns and looking for the penguin. They're, they're messing with his Batmobile. And now the meantime, the penguins brought this ice princess to the top of a building and Batman goes to try to save her. He sees her, goes across, she walks out and a penguin leaves her on the ledge of a building. And she's like, oh, he's like, are you okay? She, he's like, yeah, he's like, be careful. And then the penguin releases bats and makes makes her freak out and she falls. Batman doesn't try to save her. I mean, how many times in these movies does Batman like uses bat boomerang or whatever or some kind of cable to catch catch someone when they're falling? He just watches her fall down and hit the ground. <laughs> Sorry, Ice Princess. You're not Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm not going to save yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, man. Michelle Pfeiffer gets wasn't pranked. that scene. Yeah, yeah well, she shows yeah, she shows up right after that because the bank, yeah. Batman's squaring off with the penguin, and then she comes out of nowhere to get a, to be part of this action. How could you? I'm a woman. I'm sorry. I. I... <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, I'm a woman and can't be taken for granted. Life's a bitch, now so am I. Ah! Ah! 
man behind the bed. Maybe you can help me find the woman behind the cat. No, that's not you. Yeah, yeah, because her and the penguin, so they meet earlier, not too much later, you know, before this. Um, she's blowing up one of Max Shrek's things, and that's kind of where the three of them kind of show up. That's where you had Dark Batman, who uh, I think on that fighting scene, he blows somebody up. Like, he, I think the oh, strong yeah. man like, punches and one guy, he, he takes somebody else's dynamite. Dynamite in his pants and pushes him in the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker just killing people. Uh, but uh, Cat One blows up that building, but this was all it, it all is pretty fast moving because when Catwoman meets up with penguin and swallows his fucking bird fucking michelle pfeiffer yeah. <laughs> by the way a real bird yeah. that is not she put oh. a real bird in her mouth multiple no she takes. Didn't, Scott. Are multiple you takes yes that shit oh my did look they, they, oh, they offered her a fake bird she said it doesn't look real so she put a real bird in her mouth and released the real bird out of her mouth she says the bird was not harmed <laughs> But uh, yeah, was she harmed? I mean, I know she said she was fine. I watched, see, I watched a documentary about this movie too. I guess I, I left that out. There's uh, a, a 30 minute doc on this film that I saw online. So uh, yeah, a lot I'm of gonna have to look that doc up. Yeah, holy moly, you have to too. But no, that bird totally shit in her mouth. Shit down her throat. Oh, we have to take it there. <laughs> but but yeah, no, Michelle Pfeiffer, like she basically. It looks like she's actually freeing the Ice Princess, but she she does not. She's basically just fighting Batman. She like throws the chair yeah. at him, hits him with the whip, and like you said, like you know, at the end of the day, it's all just to get her framed up so she could fall in front of all the public. And now we're blaming Batman for this whole entire issue. So, mm. so yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. Uh, another fight kind of proceeds with Catwoman and him, just kind of just one on one, where each one of them kind of give each other an injury that we can remember it comes up later um yes. but batman eventually escapes makes it to his batmobile but batmobile's fucked up uh penguin <laughs> and his goons have taken control of it so. yeah uh, yes yeah. yeah, the the goons have uh corrupted his batmobile they broke in they found a way to break in even though he had all the shielding that would pop up when he parked this thing they they implant some kind of a device that allows the penguin to control it remotely <laughs> and there's <laughs> The penguin's controlling it from like this mini Batmobile that he has in a trailer. Part of yeah. <laughs> I love it's like it. Like one of those horse toy things that he's driving it. Yeah. And there's a shot that, uh, from outside the trailer while he's doing this, and the whole trailer's shaking. So it's like you get the impression that the penguin's getting busy in there or something. But no, he's like basically having a, the time of his life controlling Batman's Batmobile while Batman's in it. Um, causing a lot of damage, a lot of cars, a lot of police cars, especially get really tore up. But um, there's a lot of clever little scenes when uh, the Batmobile is about to hit this this woman crossing the street. That now there's a part, you know, there's always some nonsensical bullshit, and, and, and you know, it, you know, there's the Batmobile, right? It's like it has all this type of shit. It has it has everything, it has everything and then some, but. All he has to do is punch through the floor to get this yeah. device. And I was like, what is going on here? What the hell is this thing made out of? Yeah, well, it's made out of, like I said, it's like the same stuff that I guess Gotham City buildings are made of mm -hmm. because he just, with his hand, 
he tore through the 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 ground of his car to get this device that's planted underneath the car and at the last second uh he gains control of the batmobile and this woman is spared <laughs> oh man tim burton <laughs> So, so by my notes, we did miss something. You know, we did miss yeah. the date that uh, yeah. Selena Kyle the, and Batman had. That, that oh, was yes, the date yes. where she goes to his house and uh, comes over there for a makeout se session until they start yes, realizing that they can see each other's wounds. You know, he doesn't mm -hmm. want her to see his wound on his side. Uh, she doesn't want him to see she's got a scar on her arm. And at the same time, they, they realize something's happening in the city, which is this whole, you know, the, the fight scene we've got to talk about. So they yeah. both got to like take off to go to that. But there's one crazy thing. That, so he's talking about, about psychopaths in this universe. Somehow Bruce Wayne's on this and he, he uses the references of Norman Bates and Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. So are we I saying that Ted Bundy is in the DC universe and, and Norman Bates? There is a Ted Bundy lurking about in this Batman universe. I so, found that so Batman weird. has not stopped serial killers, apparently. I don't know what he's doing. He's he's out there just humping blondes left and right. Vicky Vale, you know, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. He's not he's not really looking for, for villains to fight. Stalking penguins. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's meanwhile, it's like... Jeffrey Dahmer's in Wisconsin eating eating boys left and right. But does Batman care? Hell no. <laughs> of course not. It's all about Gotham, you know? It's so good. Uh, yeah, so after this date, now during this date too is as we said earlier, uh, when you're right, this is when they reference uh, Bruce vale. Wayne's ex, Vicky Vale. Yeah, uh, of course, the question comes up like, you know, are you attacked? What happened or, to your ex? I, I yeah. like, yeah, I like the scene in that it really shows it's two birds of a feather, man. Because I was like, these are two psychopaths. Yeah, they're they're psychopaths. Both of them are psychopaths. Yeah, what Batman is, you know, Batman has his split personality. He's Bruce yeah. Wayne. He's Batman. And yeah, he he's a nut job. So it, it makes sense. <laughs> he sure is. Um, as well as most other people in the city, apparently. Mm -hmm. But um, okay. So where do we go from here after the date? Well, the the reason that the so-called date ends is because there's some shit yeah. going down. Yeah. Yeah, the whole um, Ice Princess thing is after this. This yes, is where that yes, yeah. and, and Batman shows up and she dies. This so I think after that is uh, he 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 gets his revenge on the Penguin. So the Penguin's yet again yes. having a press conference. Batman uses his Bat CD player <laughs> to, to 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 play some clips of the the Penguin saying some fucked up shit about people in Gotham. <laughs> this is and, literally a CD player with the yep. bat emblem on it. Yep. It's that was so, so great. Funny. Yeah, it probably cost like five hundred dollars back then. So uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> so yeah, now 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 the penguin. Now Gotham turns on the penguin. They all hate him. You know, Max Max doesn't have his back anymore. Chris, Christopher Walken's like, nah, I, I I can't support this guy anymore. You're on your own. I, I need They're throwing tomatoes and lettuce. At yes, yes. thank you, Dennis. I was about to say I need some. <laughs> I'm very confused by the scene. Um, the public turns on on the penguin. Out of nowhere, they start belting them with lettuce. And the penguin and says this too. In a meta moment, the penguin's like, "Who brings tomatoes to a, a press conference?" And uh, he's getting pelted by it. And with the, the shitty politicians that they haven't got them, I think I would bring a tomato to every press conference too. I'd be ready to throw them at them left and right. <laughs> yeah, there's no so police wild. that's going to arrest you. You know, Batman's too yeah. busy uh, humping blondes, so he's not going to do anything. You can throw tomatoes at them all you want. <laughs> that's true. Tomatoes and lettuce. 
because <laughs> there was lettuce there too yeah um yeah so the penguin is on gotham city's bad side now yes he goes back down to the sewer he gets yes. out of there and this puts him over the edge <laughs> just so to say. <laughs> sorry just so yeah, dumb. he goes it's back like... to the, 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 the same bridge and he got the thrown off as a child as his parents threw him down just like like oh uh, anyway yes yes he, he goes and he's going to uh get his revenge he, he jumps into his yellow rubber ducky and has this plot of what wow. he's going to do to gotham city and uh to what to the first sons of gotham is pretty much his his whole deal he's going to kill yeah. them all um you know even the children which that that clown basically kind of says oh, oh man guy. that's a little bit kinda much fucked up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah kill all these children <laughs> Yeah, but you know what we missed, them. you know, before that, yeah. uh, in the bat CD thing, the most 90s thing ever. Oh my god, he, the he, fucking he's scratching. Oh, How could we forget to make that? That's so that the most stupid. cringe thing in the, in the world. He scratches like a DJ, the CD, and I love that he turns back all proud of himself and looks at Alfred. And Alfred's, Alfred's like, like yeah. You stupid, oh, for sure, he hates that, that bastard. Oh man, but uh, yeah, so so the penguin ends up uh kidnapping. Well, there's a party. That Max Shrek, yeah, uh, Max uh, Shrek's party. Exactly. It's like a costume party. And, well, uh, actually, I, one thing I was gonna say that fat guy, the fat clown, his face looked so familiar to me. Mm -hmm. uh, Roadhouse, you guys remember Roadhouse? Yeah. yeah. So one of the fat bodyguards. Yeah, one of the bodyguards. Yeah. Oh, all <laughs> oh, oh, the bad guys' bodyguard. You're right. You're right. The one that, oh, yeah, the one that lives. The one that yeah. lives in Roadhouse. Well, no, he's not Cooter, but yes, yes. I, I kept looking at him, I was like, I know this fat guy. I've seen his face before. It just has clown makeup. Who is this? Roadhouse. Yes, one of the bouncers. So Dana just pulled a Joe AP by referencing a movie that he truly wants to cover. Oh, oh so he wants to. I want to. Hey, Let's do it. Bet. I'm down. Oh, by the way, there's a remake of it coming out this year. Why? Oh, which hurt my heart. <laughs> you guys know who the lead heart. actor is. It's, it, that's going to hurt Jill you even more. Yes, Ooh, Jake Gyllenhaal is doing the Swayze I, role. Are that's you so kidding messed me? Up. That's so messed I up. I thought I was gonna die. I was like, no, leave, leave Roadhouse alone, Hollywood. Why? He better have a mullet. If he does have a mullet, I will not see it. Oh. <laughs> Hollywood leaves no stone unturned. Every no, movie I think is on the slate to be remade. Uh, we're gonna have to do Roadhouse. You heard oh, here for first. sure. For You've sure. been warned Roadhouse. in the that's middle of Tim one. Burton month. We've decided to do Roadhouse. But let's finish Batman Returns first. So, so there is this party that Max Shrek uh, throws, yes. I guess, for the for the elite of Gotham City. Um, everybody shows up, including Bruce Wayne, expecting to see or hoping to see Selina Kyle, who does yes. show up as well. Of course, you know Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, it, it's amazing how she managed to look amazing, but still yes. psychopathic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she literally pulls a gun out in this scene. Uh, <laughs> She yeah. makes a quote. I think you know her and uh, yeah. her and uh, Michael Keaton are dancing close to each other. And he's saying something that's hard about something, and she's like, "Oh, I see. It's semi hard." Semi hard. Semi -hard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Gosh. Yeah. 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 Take that with your happy was, meal. Yeah, this was not the bad. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, it's, wow, it was. It was, it was a battering, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
um yeah so at, at this party um the penguin shows up he blasts literally right through the floor yeah and yeah. Uh, mentions how he wasn't invited so he decided to crash the party and he uh turns the elite on and lets them know that while you're here getting drunk high and horny i am stealing your kids and i'm going to steal max shrek's son now max yeah. shrek's son is the worst actor I've big ever dummy. seen. Big dummy. Yeah, big, yeah. big meathead is what he is. Big meathead. I mean, like, but cannot act yeah. to save this life, no. whoever this guy he is. He does kind of have a little bit of a Christopher Walken accent, a little bit, but like in a dumb, stupid way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near the charm or a charisma of a Christopher Walken. <laughs> but the um the Joker. I keep referencing the Joker. Why do I want to reference the Joker? Well, clearly we know what movie you wanted to review, but uh, <laughs> okay, the suit gets out. I'm trying to pull you the other way. The penguin. He convinces the penguin. Max Shrek convinces the penguin not to take his son, but to take him instead. It's me you want. Blah blah blah, and he does. So he takes him to his underground zoo lair, his zoo, Arctic yeah. zoo sewer lair. Zoo sewer lair, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. And, you know, one thing I didn't get, so he puts uh, Max Shrek in, like, this big bird cage hanging over yeah. uh, water, and he, you know, uh, enlightens Max Shrek as to his plan, uh, which includes killing Max Shrek by way of giving him a dip into his own toxic ooze. Now, if that was toxic ooze, they ended up swimming in that ooze a lot. The penguins are in there all the freaking time swimming around. By the way, yeah. real, a lot of real penguins they use in this movie. Yes, a except, of course, at the end. At the very end. Where, uh, it's, it's, we'll it's get to that. The, the oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, now you got penguins with missiles on their backs and little little oh. little helmets and little like uh, eye things for the aim. They're aim their missiles. It's uh, <laughs> it is so hilarious. That that is the cutest terrorist organization I have ever seen. Yeah, I I yeah I I enjoy I enjoyed those little terrorists because they they were great, nice and adorable in their little tuxedos. Gotcha. Yes, <laughs> those little terrorist penguins stole my heart, man. They yes. looked awesome. <laughs> they looked awesome. I love that there were all the heat. The penguin gives them this big speech, like like they speak, I, and they must have understood him, man, because they got all up. Uh, yeah, they're them. like all they're in the stands. There's like stands of penguins, like getting and cheering it on. They're like yelling death to America. It's great. I love it, them. It's it, amazing. It, it was like 300 and this is Sparta, man. It was like they were <laughs> into it, bro. They were like, yeah, let's do this. But they looked awesome. So they have oh, the yeah. missiles strapped to their back and like Scott said, their aiming devices, their goggles, and they go to they, they invade the city, man, and they're going to blow this sucker up. And it's up to Batman, of course. And, you know, Batman, <laughs> I know this was early 91, okay? But damn, Batman's tech looked kind of outdated. It wasn't yeah. just me. In particular, because... this, this sonar radar thing he had. And you saw, you saw like, these little blips representing all the penguins and where they're moving. <laughs> It looked horrible. It looked the, the the tech in Alien, which is a movie we reviewed early, and how good it was it looked better than Batman's tech in ninety mm -hmm. one or whenever this movie came out. But uh, yeah. So let, let's continue. Where do we go here? The terrorists are full in full force, and they're about. Oh wait, wait, and I have to reference. So 
<laughs> the penguin has this woman announcing everything that the penguin like, yes. does. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. And it, oh once again, gosh. just like in the James Bond movie, there's an unnecessary countdown. Like they, they could have like fired these missiles anytime, <laughs> but they start counting down from like 20 or whatever the hell it is. It's like, why? Why? And then Batman, of course, at like five, uh, turns around and turns around the penguins, makes them go back. Uh, of course, she announces it. Yeah. Something's wrong. <laughs> like a monotone voice. Yeah. But, but what, Something but, went wrong. Something went wrong. But what I love. Is that when that happens, the way his his, his the goons cut out on him and one of them cartwheels his ass out of there? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm out. And he doesn't walk. He cartwheels. cartwheels. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, man. God bless you, Tim Burton. <laughs> I love you, man. Oh, okay. Let's continue. So uh, Batman manages to thwart the Penguin's plans to blow up the city. And Batman comes to save Max Shrek. I guess, and to capture the penguin as well. But yeah. who meets him there? Catwoman, of course. Well, I think he fights with the penguin first, doesn't he? And the penguin like it, falls through like the the top of the uh, the outside of the zoo down the glass into the penguin exhibit. And you think he's dead, and that's uh, yes, when yes. that's when he goes down to uh, to let Max out, and Catwoman shows up at the same time, and she she wants to kill. She wants. Uh, she just wants to shoot. Uh, Max she doesn't care. She doesn't want to. Doesn't want to save him. And then he takes off his mask to show it. You know, Max, everyone who he is. You, to yeah. let her know, like, hey, hey, hey you know, no, you know, we're You're crazy to together. Crazy. Yeah, You're yeah, we, yeah, together we make one big crazy person. We're each half <laughs> crazy. Why are you doing this? Let's just take him to the police. Then we can go home. Selena, don't you see? We're the same. We're the same. Split right down the center. with you in your castle forever just like in a fairy tale i just couldn't live with myself so don't pretend this is a happy ending selena selena kyle you're fired and bruce wayne why are you dressed up like batman because he is Batman, you moron. Yeah, well, let's let's <laughs> get together. Right. He yeah. wasn't lying. He was right. Um, that mask came off a little too easy for me. Yeah, he just dug into it with his fingers and just tore it off. And I'm like, that's what you have protect that. And and meanwhile, you can't even twist your neck, but you could just tear through this mask. I I'm confused. But uh, hey, Hollywood, yeah. you know, yeah. um, Walken shoots him. And he yes. falls down. He gets shot a million times in this movie. Doesn't move at all. No. And this time he shoots and gets knocked out. 
Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then he starts shooting Michelle Pfeiffer. The Dana nailed it from the first half of the film. Yes. She's like counting down her lives every time she gets she gets shot until he runs out of bullets and she's at two. She has two lives left. And this is the scene. She takes her stun gun out, kisses him, hits him in the mouth at the same time with the stun gun <laughs> and grabs an electric power line <laughs> above her. It seems like overkill. Bro. She could have killed this guy Bro. with her claws. What, what what is she doing? <laughs> she could have just like, the cut water, his throat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? I, I don't know, man. We saw her do some outstanding shit with that whip of hers. She's yeah. bouncing all over she the place. She could have killed him in a second. She took the hard way out with this Max Shrek. I guess she wanted to savor his death, but still, wow. it was it was a little much. But yeah, she does it, man. She fries him, literally fries him. That was uh, actually kind of my favorite part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Batman, Batman goes looking up. for her. Yeah. yeah, he wakes <laughs> up, he goes looking for her, and finds Max Shrek, and he looks like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, like a cartoon. Just smoke right. coming off him, just yeah. a skeleton with white hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very much a Tim Burton moment that, yes. that uh, ride up Max, Max Shrek. Yeah, and then the penguin reappears. The penguin, yes. this is this is what we're talking about earlier. So the penguin <laughs> shows up, and he, <laughs> he, he he's sneaking up behind the Batman. He grabs his... He has this big container full of umbrellas that he keep pulls them out all the time. They all do different things. He pulls out the one that's supposed to attract kids. It's like a toy mm-hmm. one. And he even says, he's like, oh, this time I picked the wrong umbrella. And then he just collapses and dies. Yeah. And he's laying there. And the penguins, all his penguin buddies come out. These are these aren't the these must be his penguin family because they don't have <laughs> weapons. There's no bombs on these penguins or anything. Uh-huh. They're not like the part of the terrorist clan. So they come down and the six of them and they each have a little flipper on him and they drag him into the water. The Paul, penguin pallbearers, cutest pallbearers. Paul, I, I think I should tell Mary that's what I want for pallbearers. When I go, that is for sure what I want. I want penguin pallbearers. If we can't have this, burn me, cremate me. Yes, but yeah. if, 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 if other than that, get these penguins... The, the only thing that was missing was one, of the, was one of the penguins after they slid him into the water was popping out of 40 and like <laughs> throwing some on the floor Aww. for the penguin. Man, it was hilarious. It was so obviously people in penguin costumes. It was so horrible looking, but hey. Drop a fish in the water. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like this. Let one go out. This face <laughs> a fish out for the homie. Yeah. Oh, that would have been fire. Oh man, and that is well. I mean, one final. Oh scene. no, no! This is the part that I got wrong. So the part I got right was Catwoman and how she basically got shot. But this is the part that you got right, June. The um, only part because I never ends... get anything right. <laughs> so the movie ends. We're kind of at the aftermath. Bruce Wayne's writing wrong with uh, with Alfred. They see a black cat. He thinks that it's a. Uh, of course, Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, actually, see the, her silhouette, her shadow. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. So, so that's what he runs to, but it's just the cat. He yeah, takes this, the cat with the. This dummy can't tell the difference between yeah. a six foot blonde and a black cat. I mean, whatever, Batman. <laughs> World's of greatest detective, my ass. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but we Ooh, see boy. the bat signal in the air, and then we see Michelle Pfeiffer's head and. And, and the movie. 
Yeah. yeah. And that scene was not originally in the original cut when um when Burton was done. He did not have that scene. And that was Warner Brothers note. Of all the notes you could have had for this movie, they're like, can we have like a happy ending where she's alive? So they spent like another million dollars to do that scene. And that's what? not Michelle Pfeiffer. That's just a stand-in with their back to the the camera. Uh, they they filmed true. that last scene uh, at the at the very end and, and added it. You to don't it. see her. You just well, see just the why would that why would that extra scene cost so it, much? It, I don't know. They because they, they probably take out all the sets and all that stuff already. <laughs> you know, they're yeah, already done, and you know they they spent a lot of money on the sets. It, they took up Warner Brothers like I think like seventy five percent of Warner Brothers sound stages in in wow. LA to do all these different sets, and well, the uh, sets including the Penguin. Great. Yeah, the Penguin thing was. They had to have an actually cold pool for the penguins. So they had to keep that set at 35 degrees all the time. So the penguins could be nice and happy. I <laughs> mean, well, all the wow. actors froze. No, the actors are freezing yeah. to death. But oh yeah. my gosh. That, folks, is uh, Batman Returns, man, in a nutshell. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. There's a lot to this movie. You know, um, I, I'm a, as I've said before, I'm a big comic book geek. I grew up reading comic books, Batman being one of them. And I've seen and read and seen Batman through his many incarnations, right? I mean, we we had the 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 campy Adam West, Burt Ward do of the 60s, very successful TV series. They even did a movie and that was successful. And then they, you know, in the comic books, they took him to his uh darker roots, so to speak, right? And and that's where we got Tim Burton's version. But, you know. Again, Tim Burton is Tim Burton. He can't help who he is. He's going to inject so much of himself into whatever he does, for better or worse. And uh, Batman Returns is very much Tim Burton, man. One of the things I love about these two movies, Batman and Batman Returns, is that even though it is Tim Burton's vision, he still managed to to give it such a dark, tone not not just in visuals but like we said before man this movie's fucking violent man people he he has people doing like atrocious shit man in this movie that i'm like i forgot a lot of this stuff uh, i guess i chose to ignore it uh when i was younger but wow yeah man um any other thoughts or observations before we go into how good was it I guess I found some more of the facts as well. Please, um, please you know, enlighten us, Scott. I they wanted, you. you know, Burgess Meredith, who played the the penguin in the TV show. Yes. They wanted him to be um, the the dad, but he was too sick to do it. He couldn't. Oh, he couldn't be. He that would have so been. So we had to do it. That would have um, been great. That would have been. Uh, this was the first film ever in Dolby Digital. Oh. Okay. Yeah, first okay. film ever in Dolby Digital, and Annette Bening was supposed to be Catwoman. But she uh, was pregnant. She found out she was pregnant when they're about to start filming. So she backed out. Um, (laughs) Sean Young wanted this role really bad. I don't know if you guys remember it at the time. There was controversy with Sean Young. and She was supposed to be Vicky Vale in the first film, but had to drop out of it. And she really wanted to be Catwoman. So she dressed up as Catwoman and then showed up to a meeting uninvited with at Warner Brothers <laughs> with the, where I, Burton and the um, the producer were there and just walked in in character acting like Catwoman. 
And uh, yeah, they decided to go a different direction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I would have changed. That's a little uh, bold on her. She's crazy in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. crazy for pretends. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm so yeah. glad they went with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, did she, she do a cat movie though? Sean, uh, Sean Young? Didn't she do like that movie where like they turn into cats? I'm pretty hmm. confident that's. Uh, I forgot I what the fuck it was called. She's done a lot of bad movies. She 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 yeah. was a hot actress in the '80s. Did a lot of great movies yes. and. She really fell off after that. Yeah. Obviously, I remember her more for Ace Ventura, but yeah, I, I swear uh, there's a movie where no, <laughs> it's a bunch of cats. Yeah, yeah. Not not um uh, Blade Runner. No, Ace Ventura is what you remember for okay. All right, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Blade Runner, man. We're talking about uh, we said classics. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Them wow. might be fighting words. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not gonna don't be starting no shit, Dana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, man, let's get into our reviews, man. How good was it, uh, Dana? You know your role. You are first to sure. go. Please hit us <laughs> with your review, man. It, it is funny because uh, I, I I told you guys before we started recording. I only wrote two notes. So one note was let's see, Michelle P is hot. And the other <laughs> note was penguin is horny. So those are my two notes. That's <laughs> I was dying. Um, but I guess I'll be for real as far as my my uh, my review. And um, you know, th- this movie being a, a big comic book guy, a big you know Batman fan. So one of the big Batman. Um, for me, besides this one, my generation, we were fortunate enough to have Batman the Animated Series, which I think yes. was probably one of the best Batmans in general. Um, you know, for a lot of people out there, you know, this is where Harley Quinn came from. This is where a lot of those different thoughts came from. When you think of Batman, it actually came from that series. But, um, you know, having that as kind of like a really big base and thinking about this, I couldn't think of any better live action adaptation for a movie we talked about it i'm really big on saying that settings are characters and one of my favorite characters were gotham um tim burton he brought me back around we it's been a you know (laughs) point of the apes was so long ago that i forgive tim burton (laughs) for for this movie because i i love the architecture of of gotham city uh, every single part of it really was like, man, this is awesome. When we went to the Hall of Records and we kind of saw the the gargoyles and the statues on the outside of it, I just really was like, this is Gotham. When we went to the cemetery, I was like, yeah, this is what the cemetery in Gotham would look like. Hell, even when we toss out baby mutant penguin into the water, <laughs> I imagined that's exactly how we would pour him out in the Gotham. Tim Burton just nailed it. I think one of the better things, and and that's even for the newer Batman movies, you know a Batman movie is a good Batman movie when you're not talking about Batman. Um, Yeah. You know, and I think for this movie, especially, Michelle Pfeiffer, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I mean, you're talking about the bad guys. Uh, Christopher Walken, was very Christopher Walken, which <laughs> I told you guys at the beginning, I love. And Danny DeVito, which it wasn't until we started doing this review 
I did love him and I still love him, but I didn't realize that Penguin's main thing in this was just doing like a hundred monologues into a camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I, I guess it's suffice it to say this was a really good Batman movie because I totally forgot that, by the way, Batman's supposed to rescue the girl and save the day, but I love the characters. And, and you're right, June. People love Batman, not for Batman himself. He has basically the best catalog of villains. Um, it's, yeah. it's bar none. Like His villains are way better than everybody else's villains. And the casting that they did for this was just... It was fantastic. Like they they did a really really good job. Funny enough, I want to make this a super long winded nerdy answer, um, as my last few reviews have been. But I won't go that direction this time. I'll be nice because there's other things we could talk about. But <laughs> how good was it? <laughs> this movie was amazing. This movie was great, man. Like yes, 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 yes. How good was it? Yes, yes, yes. Movie was amazing. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, as I said before, I'm I'm a huge geek, still am, always have been. Been reading comics since uh, comics taught me how to read. I learned how to read through comics. Uh Batman being one of the premier characters in comics and a huge part of pop culture now, right? Everyone knows Batman worldwide. Um, and there's a reason why. Um, how could you not love a psychopath dressing up like a rodent, people beating people up throughout the city? That shit speaks for itself. That only goes so far. And as Dana touched upon, yeah, it's the roster of villains that really makes Batman that much more interesting. This movie proves that. You know, uh, I remember when they announced the sequel to the Batman movie from '89. And I was like, well, what are they going to do next? And they announced uh, Catwoman and the Penguin. And I was like, ooh, how's this going to go? You know, it's a, Jack Nicholson as a Joker, it's a tall order to beat that. You know, it, it kind of, it was like Reese's Peter Buttercups, that role. You know, Jack Nicholson and the Joker. It was like two great tastes in one. I mean, it worked amazingly. But this film, man, <laughs> oh, man. This, this film, what I love about this film, the first one gave us a taste of things to come, right? So is, uh, maybe this is the wrong terminology for Batman 89, but it was a bit more subtle, I guess, in a lot of ways. Uh, man, Tim Burton said, fuck it, I'm going all out. I don't care what Warner Brothers or anyone else says. I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to go crazy with these characters, with this world. And he did it successfully. Uh, if I had one caveat with these Tim Burton Batman movies, and it's a very minor one, but of course that's what I'm here for, to nitpick, damn it, is that I never really enjoyed how, and not only in this run of Batman films, I think that there was a bit of this in the Nolan movies. For whatever reason, they try to make the character of Bruce Wayne uh, likable. They want to make him relatable. They want you to like who Bruce Wayne is. Not only Batman, but Bruce Wayne. Batman is Batman. Bruce Wayne is the mask. That's how Batman's character really is, if you allow me to get geeky. Uh, Batman uses Bruce Wayne to get to do what he wants. You know, to, to cover up all the craziness that Batman gets into. But that being said, <clears throat> excuse me. 
and I'm losing my voice. That means uh, that's the universe saying, shut up, June. Give you a damn review already. How good was this movie? I, I loved it. I, I loved revisiting this movie. I regret not watching Batman 89 first. I should have done just as Scott did. I wish I would have made the time for it. I'm going to watch it this week because it made me want to watch that one even more. Uh, I'm going to give this one a damn good. It, this was so much fun to revisit this world. This movie was fucking bonkers, man. This was not for kids. <laughs> At least no kid I know. Oh, man, this this traumatized. This could have traumatized kids, really, between the Penguin alone and... and Come on, Christopher Walken. I mean, come on. I mean, that that's a recipe for craziness and trauma. Um, damn good. This is a damn good by far. Take it away, Scott, man. Wow. You know, so you know, this film, yeah, I really had a hard time in the first half of this film remembering the plot of this film. You know, I remembered, of course, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer and and, and Michael Keaton. I remembered the the actors, but I didn't remember the mm -hmm. plot at all. You know, it seemed like it kind of blended in with all the other movies. I'm not sure why, because, man, this film, you know, once again, Tim Burton, it makes me even more angry at Planet of the Apes. You know, how creative <laughs> he is inside this universe, you know, uh, yes. which he could have done the same thing. I, I don't I still do not understand what happened with Planet of the Apes. It should have worked because this works. So this is Tim Burton. You know, by the way, we didn't mention again, Danny Elfman's score for this movie. Oh, yeah. Fucking great. We, Maybe his best score. Movie, you know, his score is one really good. Best, one of his best. Iconic. Oh, yeah. wow. Iconic. You know, okay. and it, it, it seems like it, with these guys, when when, the, when Tim Burton's movies works, his score works. When the movies don't work, the score doesn't work either. You know, it's him and Elfman are tied at the hip. And yeah, this movie looks great. I 1992, yeah. and it still looks really good. Super dark, uh, super gross. Uh, you know, <laughs> not PC. You cannot. They cannot make this movie nowadays. The no. lines that the Penguin said, there is no way that would be in a new DC movie. Uh, allow uh, me to cut in. You couldn't go to Anne Hathaway and say, no. "Give that pussy line." You, no. you couldn't do it. You could not do it. So nope. sorry, Scott. Nope. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> You know, I, I like I, like I said in the first half, you know, this Michael Keaton's my Batman. You know, he's the one I always identify as Batman. But I think I'd always thought the Nolan films were the better films. You know, I, I enjoyed the the trilogy of Nolan films, but very serious films, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the too serious, I would say, yeah. of anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tim Burton, I think he, he has a balance in this movie. There's the insanity. There's the darkness. But there's a lot of humor in this as well. And I, it all works. Uh, honestly, I, this is probably my favorite Batman film of all of them. I think this is my top Batman film now. So how good was it? It was damn good. Ooh. Yeah, I, wow. I, I I have to agree with you. You know, it, before wow. this, if you would have asked me, I would have gone Nolan. You know, I would have been like uh, the first Dark Knight. I love the first Dark Knight movie. Uh, Ray Shah Ghul? Uh, yeah, right. just because... Oh, Batman I, Begins. I, yeah. yeah, Batman Begins. Yeah, just because I love the take they did on Batman's origin. Yeah, I like so, that one too. You know, I, I love it was just so well done in what. But you're, I have to agree with you, Scott. I mean, what Nolan missed was that balance that Tim Burton brought to this character, to this world. He he wasn't afraid to inject that campiness, the humor, mm -hmm. to go along with the darkness, with the craziness, with the violence, with the gore. <laughs> um, it was a yeah. 
great you know you got heapings of all worlds in this and and god bless him for it T tim burton yeah i gotta say man this reminded me why these movies did so well and they were so good he did it man he he captured this nonsensical character and i'm not gonna go as far as say that he made sense of it but he just had fun with it you yeah. know he just said you know what there's my chance to go all out with this world and give it a take that it never had before um yeah man and once again what the fuck happened with planet of the apes it makes you ponder that even no I, I, you it know, seems yeah, impossible yeah. it <laughs> seems impossible that you'd fuck that up the, the same two people who did it no i, I would you know, like I, I can't believe the same person made i think it's marky mark's fault i, I don't know i'm not to go with marky <laughs> I, 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 i'm gonna blame him marky mark got the funky bunch on the sideline oh, ready to beat tim burton up if you... mm -hmm. no it, it, you're honest I, I you know i didn't say it because you beat me too scott it, it makes you just wonder like what went wrong um he could have done a similar take with planet of the apes and it would have been crazy but whatever i guess we'll never know again I'm going to reiterate to Tim Burton, get your ass on this podcast, bro. You need to do some explaining, Lucy, because I don't get Explain it. Explain yourself. Explain yes. yourself. Yeah, please, man. Because, because wow, man, you are so gifted with vision, with talent. And then you do that Planet of the Apes and you just tore us into a hassle. And that he dates hotties. You know, he's dating that Monica Shelly is her name now. Uh, the the one no. from uh, Matrix Reloaded, no. uh, the Italian no. actress, gorgeous Are you actress. Yes, he's dating her now. How does he get I, these? I don't know. Dime pieces. That is yeah. amazing. I, I mean, it, so listen, talent goes a long way, but it is that's a kooky bastard, Timber. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness! You know. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, I take so, it back. How good was it? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! All right. Any final thoughts on this movie, man? Before no, we, I, I enjoyed it. it. If, if this and Mars Attacks say we we should maybe we just can we delete Planet of the Apes from the archives? We can might we have to remove our podcast. Oh, pretend geez. it never happened. Listen, Did we post man. it already? <laughs> I, I think we needed it. It serves a purpose. Yeah. We needed some contrast uh to show the highs and lows of this man's filmography or maybe not i'm just talking out of my ass because it's already done deal it's out there so we put it out yeah. there to the universe but i'm We've glad got one left we yes. got one more to go yes we do and uh you must tune in listeners to next week's episode where we finalize our tim burton run of movies for january i'm not going to reveal because for once i actually know what the next film is but i'm not going to reveal it because i think this will be interesting, this next movie. It could go either way. <laughs> so let's see. Um, but uh, okay. With that being said, let's wrap this Batman Returns episode up. Thank you for joining us, as always, on How Good Was It? If you want to share your comments and memories about Batman Returns with us, please leave comments on our YouTube. Hit us up on our Gmail. You know what to do. Follow, like, subscribe, do it. Join us. Join the madness of a how good was it. And with that, let's move on. Say bye, God. See ya. Rachel. What movie would you like us to review? Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com.